It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too, with the name your price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It is Go Birds Radio presented by Parks, Casino, and Sportsbook. Elliot Shore Park, James Seltzer with you till three. What up, buddy? Last Go Birds of the offseason. How about that? The last Go Birds Radio of the offseason. Training camp is basically here. Like, you look at the players' Instagrams, you, like, figure out where they're at. They're on their way to Philadelphia. The players that have not been here are coming to Philadelphia because this Tuesday— you know, like 72 hours from now ish. <laughs> Who's counting? Whatever the math is, they will be reporting to the Novacare. And then on Wednesday, we will be seeing Eagles practice for, I think, three days in a row, one day off, then four days in a row. The, the preseason game is not that far away. So we are, we are back. We made it. We're back. We made it. We're back, back. Yeah. It has been a, a tumultuous offseason. At times, that's for sure. Certainly the beginning of it felt like 10 years long. Well, the whole season last year felt like 100 years. Yeah, well, so. So yeah, and then ending with the tanking and then yep. the dog, fired, not fired. Oh, oh, it's, been a, it's been a ride, buddy, but we are here. And let's let's talk about it. We are at the end of the offseason now. You yeah. know, where, where are you at right now? They had a great offseason. They really did. And look, my... <laughs> I don't want to say my role because I'm not being told to say this, but I would say of the people on the station consistently, I'm probably the most optimistic about the team, yes. right? Like Joe Giglio also seems to be optimistic about them. Joe Cam- Joe DeCamera, I would say, as well. I think he's a, what, eight or nine wins, yeah. eight-ish wins right around More there. optimistic. I think the reason you're seeing that optimism from certain people here is because Howie Roseman did his job this offseason. <laughs> Howie Roseman had a great offseason this offseason. He took a team that last year – was a four-win team that was, you know, look, a disaster in some ways, part, you know, partially his fault, partially Carson's, all that. 
and I think he's put them in a great position moving forward. The Eagles right now have, I believe, and I think you're, you're there with me, a very good young quarterback prospect that they have if, to build around if they want. They have some of the most talent on the roster in the division. He's completely reflipped the salary cap situation. When this salary cap offseason started, through almost no fault of his own, they were $60 million over, and now next offseason, I think they're going to be, I don't have it in front of me, but it's at least 15 20 They're going to have enough to do whatever they want next offseason. They also have three first-round picks. Yes, you heard me. Three first-round picks in the 2022 NFL draft. They are better positioned than any other team in the NFL to acquire somebody, and we've seen that more and more. When you look around the NFL, player movement is starting more on the trade market. It used to pretty much only just be through free agency. Now you're seeing quarterbacks moved around. The Eagles are set up more than any other team to acquire whatever quarterback they want. Maybe it's Deshaun Watson. Maybe it's somebody next offseason. Who knows, right? So when I look at where the Eagles were at at the end of the season, they had a quarterback in Carson Wentz that we all knew wasn't good enough. They had a coaching staff that I like Doug Peterson, but they had a coaching staff that looked like Probably didn't do a great job last year. Not a lot of Jim Schwartz fans out there. And overall, a coaching staff that did not seem to be getting along with the front office. Now they have, I think, an an exciting young coaching staff. They have a lot of young talent on the roster. Everybody wanted him to go out and get Devontae Smith. He went and got Devontae Smith, right? So I think as we we end this offseason, which to your, your point has been tumultuous at times, I think it's time for everybody to take a step back and say Howie Roseman did a great job this offseason. And I think Eagles fans, I'll take it a step further, Eagles fans should trust Howie Roseman moving forward. Oh, when, they, when you talk about the future of this team, Eagles fans can feel good about the fact that Howie Roseman is running. Oh, man. Uh, all right. All right. A lot to react to there. First and foremost, I getting Devontae Smith was great. I, it was I, a great move. Yeah. I definitely there are. I am. A, I will call it like I see it. How he has done a couple things this off season that that I thought was good. Getting Devonte Smith, I thought the draft as a whole was all right. You know, I'm I'm uh, positive about some of that stuff. He did get out of the salary cap thing, but to say that Howie Roseman has had a great off season when the off season began. The way it did with the offseason where they have to trade away their franchise quarterback because the situation here has gotten so toxic and so ugly and so gross that they have to trade away their franchise quarterback and basically be railroaded into trading them to one team and one team only. And did he get the most he could? Sure, whatever. But it's still a situation of their own doing as an organization to put themselves into that position. They're the ones who committed to Carson Wentz. They're the ones who made Wentz feel like he couldn't play here anymore, like he had to go, all these different things. And Wentz holds his blame in that too, but to completely absolve Howie Roseman, absolve Jeffrey Lurie of the situation they put themselves in to begin this offseason, I think is it has to be a part of the equation. Now you said there's a lot of young talent on this roster. Where? Who? Well, you. We, Who? Look, I don't want to interrupt you. Where's but I, the I think, young talent yeah. on this roster? I don't see it. I hope they're going to build young talent. That's the most important thing as far as I'm concerned this year, next year is drafting and developing guys who become a part of your roster moving forward. But there's a reason that every, and I know that we know the team better than the national guys. I agree with that. But there is a reason that every national site publication, whether it's ESPN, this, that, has them as the 29th best roster in the NFL, the 25th best roster in the NFL, the 27th best roster, the 30th best roster, because they have one of the worst rosters in the NFL. No, no, no. You can't say that there's some juggernaut offense, some juggernaut defense. Like, yes, the lines might be good, but they're old. There's a lot of risk factor there in a league with a 17-game season. You need these guys to stay healthy. They are an older team in a lot of key positions. I just don't see how you could possibly look at this offseason and say, I trust Howie Roseman. He is a far way away from me being able to trust Howie Roseman again. 
Well, for, for a couple reasons. We can get into the individual moves of this offseason, but I think also on a macro scale, it's worth pointing out that the Eagles with Howie Roseman as general manager have always been competitive. They have very rarely been down like they are right now. And if we're being honest, the reason they're down that they are now is because Carson Wentz wasn't very good. Like, flat out, that's the reason. If Carson Wentz played better last season, everything looks so different. The cap situation looks different going into the offseason. they season. still lack young talent on the roster. But, but let's talk about that, too. I, I'm not saying they're loaded with young talent. But Devontae Smith, Miles Sanders, Dallas Goddard, those are, at key positions on offense, three players I think all of me and you, and I'd imagine the majority of people listening, are in on, right? Like, you like Dallas Goddard. Do you, sure, do you like Miles but, Sanders? Yeah, but— Okay, I, do you like Devontae Smith? I don't like—I don't think Miles Sanders is great. I think he's like the— 15th best running back in the NFL. That's okay, in his, like in his third impressive. year, I think that I would qualify that as young talent. I, like, I do not. I mean, you know what? Young talent doesn't mean you're the young best talent, in the but league. He's not great young talent. Think how many great young running backs there are in the league. Okay, you, but you just said he's 15th. I mean, that's not. And that's, that's just off the top of my head. Maybe he's 18th. Maybe he's 20th. I don't know. He's like a second running back in I, fantasy. I bet that's it, not like a superstar. I don't know. I think if you went through and ranked, I would be surprised if you found 14 running backs you would take ahead of him. We don't have to go through it right now. But, but regardless, my point is there are there is young there is young talent on the roster, right? On the offense side of ball. And Jalen Hurts. Like, you know, when you talk about the talent, you move you move off quarterback, but I think we we both like Jalen Hurts. You've said it multiple times. I do like Jalen Hurts, okay, but I, so that's think young he, talent. I think he's a uh, an unknown. I, I am hopeful about Jalen Hurts. I don't say for sure I think Jalen Hurts is gonna be a great quarterback in the NFL. I can't say that. Like no, there's nobody can. You uh, can't say that other about other than my yeah. belief in Devontae Smith. Devon, and that and that's a rookie who's never stepped f- stepped foot on NFL yeah. field, and I and and I'm in. Like other than my belief in him, I'm even given that. Like I'm just in on him, even though he's never stepped on a field. There's no other young player on this team that I look at and say, "Oh, you have a chance to be a top five year position in the NFL." Not one, not one player. Well, I think Dallas Goddard was ranked six. I don't know if I would agree with that, but he was ranked six in the NFL Maybe right Dallas now. Goddard could be on so, the back end of the top five okay, of well, tight ends. But, Maybe, but but I'm, this is I think too kind of like what we do with the Eagles, and maybe I'm guilty of it sometimes too is under Howie they've been so good that the bar is set so high right like the Eagles you would meet we would probably both agree I'm obviously higher on them but you, like this is one of the lowest you've seen them in a while right yeah they've still been in the playoffs three of the last four years and I understand that that's the past but like teams would kill to have the success that Howie Roseman has had with the Eagles and that's why I think moving forward you can feel confident that that's not going to change this isn't a this isn't a two or three year track record right like with Howie as the GM and with Jeffrey Lurie as the owner, who's part of it, right? Jeffrey, uh, Richie calls him, what's he call him? Like, Howfrey. Uh, Howfrey, yeah. So with, with the Howie and Lurie running this team. It's been trending in the wrong direction. Kind of. I mean, they won the Super Bowl, right. so obviously you're going to trend every down. Year the year after since, that, yeah. Every yes. year since it has been right. worse. And you want to know why? that Worst finish but, every year since. And not just that, we're also hearing all these things about the dysfunction and the way this is being run here. You're just hearing that because they're bad right now. But we heard it's still like Jeffrey Lurie making draft picks. It's still Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman having this little thing going on in the building right. where people don't trust them, and there's not this collaborative approach. Like, that's BS. Like, like that matters. How this team functions matters. How it's viewed through the league matters. Like, there's a reason that all these people across the league, across the NFL, look at the Eagles as kind of a dumpster fire right now. Yeah, the reason is because of Howie, right? Like, and that I think that perception is wrong, in my opinion. But that's the reason. But to get to your point about where this roster ranks and all those things. First of all, me and you both agree that the majority of the reason they're ranked low is because of Sirianni and Jalen Hurts. I think that plays a role, but I, I think it's the largest role. Well, I don't. I think they are one of the worst rosters, like just across the board. Like if you take quarterback and head coach out of it, like I think they are flawed across the field. But I don't get why you see that because the offensive line, although there are injury concerns, the offensive line is extremely talented. 
The sure. defensive line I, the is offensive, extremely But talented. again, like you say, although they're injury concerns, but like literally all we have to go is one year, one year back to see a horrendous Eagles offensive line. The Eagles of offensive line was not horrendous. It last was horrendous. Year. Last no, it was year. not. It was not horrendous. No matter what oh, stat oh, you oh. look at, they were not horrendous. They, they were, were middle of the pack, which they were I bad. think they, they weren't Carson great. Carson made them look worse, Car- but they were bad. But again, that like that's the ultimate point I'm making is that so much of like the uh, anger for why this team was bad belongs in Indianapolis, right? And I don't want to make this a Carson show, but let's be honest. Like the reason this team was bad last year was because of Carson Wentz. The drafting has not it been great. A, Those things a, played. It was a big it was, part. It of was it. the main part of it. But they were bad in other spots. Like you're you're looking at it and 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 picking a few guys and saying, oh, they'll be good because these are few guys. Like it's the whole of the team. It's the depth. It's the roster. Like again, while while we might know the specifics of of the team and how it's constructed better than the national guys, like you can't just totally dismiss the fact that they're putting him. 29th, 30th, all that. And yes, head coach and quarterback, but the ESPN rankings, they went through every single position, top 10 in each position. There were four Eagles on there, and Zach Ertz was one of them. Right. Well, it looks like Ertz might be here. But so in 2016, when the Eagles were in, I would say, pretty much the exact same situation, I agree with you that they had, you know, like Fletcher was younger, those type of things. Fletcher, Ertz. Fletcher, Malcolm. Yeah, they were younger. They were younger. All those guys. They were younger. Kelsey, the whole offensive line. But that year, the Eagles were ranked 24th in ESPN's future rankings, right? Because people weren't high on Doug, and they and Carson is probably the reason that they were 24th instead of whatever they are now, now 29th, right? Because he was the number two overall pick. R- what I'm saying is these future rankings and things, like people focus on them so much, they don't mean anything. Because in 2016, they were 24th, and two years later, they won the Super Bowl. And in 2016, they won seven games. So, like, they were clearly not the 24th worst team in the NFL that year. But well, they but, had four wins going into the last three but, but, games. But to get back to this offseason, what did Howie do this offseason that you would not have done? I mean, what do you mean? What, what well, let's you, go through them. The Carson trade. Okay, the you whole, thought that was the, a gr- oh, the whole way the season ended. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have kept Doug around for a week and then fired him. But I that's would, not. But to be but fair, no, that that's dysfunction. That is again this. But that's a Lurie thing. It's a Lurie and Howie thing. All right, so they we'll group both, them together. That's they fair. have to be okay, grouped we'll together, group them together, right? So I would that that was a disaster to me. That the fact that the Carson situation became what it was, like they have a role in that. Like, yes, Carson does too, but they have a role in that. They're the ones who gave him the contract. They're the ones who created a situation where he wanted to leave so badly that he forced his way out of town. Like, yeah, that, but that's on him though. It is on him too. But you got to acknowledge that it goes both ways. It's certain. And look, you know, I'm not, I'm not defending Carson Wentz. I'm not here to defend Carson Wentz. I will never defend Carson Wentz. But it's not like this is in a vacuum. It's not like this guy just but, all but of a sudden. But there's a difference. Like, oh, like, I gotta get out of here. Like, so Deshaun Watson last year, the Texans won four games his quarterback rating was I believe second in the NFL when he asked out nobody was like oh like that's ridiculous right so like the Carson asking out thing I think has to be factored in with like the only real thing the Eagles did wrong to Carson was they missed on draft picks and they drafted Jalen Hurts like that's it and I don't know if that's a sign of dysfunction like bad drafting is not dysfunction well, clearly, drafting is hard uh, but uh, you just take it out of account that he didn't like the way things were being run there right. I mean let's many, move on from Carson yeah, yeah. It, that's not the point right. but regardless I mean that is part of something where I'm not going to say Howie did a great job with that honestly the well, only but you, thing, thought, you think the return the on the trade was very good the only thing I good. thought that Howie did a great job with was, was that first round of the draft I thought that was a masterful night for so him. you don't think the return the trade the, the trade up the back all that but I think everything else like will We'll see, but the 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 return on the uh, on the Carson. I thought trade. it was fine, but okay. they created a situation where they didn't have a, a higher ceiling. Like they, the Carson was going to one team, and yes, that's partially on Carson. I get the, well, one hundred percent on Carson. Given the restraints that Howie was under, I think he got a, a solid return for Carson. But I'm not going to sit here and champion him for getting a, a, a third and, and a probable first okay. for Carson 
when he's part of the reason this situation was created. It's again, you know, people use the the analogy all the time, but it's the type of uh, analogy where it's like, I'm not gonna. Uh, it, Credit uh, uh, someone for right say, putting the fire out when they started. When they started right, the I get fire. That. But it, okay, okay. So I don't think Howie should be championed. I, I'm not sitting here saying that. But what I am saying is, is the new season begins and a new era of Eagles football begins. Fans should have confidence in him. Fans should believe in him. We've seen him do this before. In 2016, they were in a similar situation in a lot of ways. They they rebounded out of that. I think that this year you're going to see something very similar and. I can't overstate this enough. The fact that they have three first-round picks in 2022 doesn't get brought up as much as it should. They have more draft capital than any other team in the NFL, I believe. I'd imagine maybe there's one more at most. They are better positioned to go get these guys. And so as as these key decisions start having to be made, like what they should do with Jalen Hurts, what they should do with the draft picks and those type of things, I do believe that fans should have confidence in how. 215-592-9494. Where do you stand? The offseason is over. Training camp starts next week. It's about to get real. Did Howie Roseman have a great offseason? And to Elliot's point, has he earned your trust back? Does he deserve to be trusted as the general manager of this team moving forward with obviously a lot of work still left to do? 215-592-9494. Let's start it out where we do every Saturday at this time. Let's go to Abington and talk to our buddy Tom. You have Tom. EO James, my brother. I'm excited to hang tonight. It'll be fun, man. I'm looking for I'm heading right down after. It's going to be a blast. L. <laughs> L. Well, I think the L is because I'm not going to be there tonight, sadly. No, I can tell Tom's disappointed. And a play on Joe G? What do you mean you're not going to be there? I know. I can't go. I'm sad. I do want to uh, go. He did want to go. I'll yeah, give, I'll give him a pass not gonna on this work one. Out. Yeah. Well, now that okay. I know you're there, maybe I'll push a little harder <laughs> to go. But yeah, I don't, I don't know if it's going to happen. Hey, Ellie, i got to ask you before I even get into anything, because yep. I've asked this question, God, countless amounts of times to all types of people. Um where are you going to vacation? And I have never, not once, had one person say to me, West Virginia. Yeah. <laughs> True. Well, so look, my sister lives in West Virginia. Uh, okay. Her husband. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize so that. that's well, the that reason. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, that, yeah. that's a very yeah, I rational reason. So here's what I would say about Good vacationing. Good question, Tom, because I was wondering the same yeah. thing. Here's what I would say <laughs> about vacationing in West Virginia. It was very relaxing and fun. Like, it wasn't, a, you know, going out every night, like, all types of restaurants type of thing. It was it was right. fun. It was a good I time. heard the podcast. Yeah, it was it was good. It was yeah. relaxing. But, but, I would recommend but, I mean Virginia's for lovers. What is West Virginia for? <laughs> Apparently Howie lovers. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> hey James, we got a seventy percent chance of getting that steak dinner from Elliot, huh? Oh buddy. <laughs> I know. I know, but we'll see. We shall Do see. Do you regret making that bet? I still think I still think there's a chance Jalen Hurts will be the starter in 2022. Wow. It, it really comes down to just whether they get Deshaun Watson, and I think there's a good well, chance that they're going to. So that obviously hurts my bet. Seventy percent, right? But, but but I also think what the core of the bet was, and I will pay up if I'm wrong, is I believe if Hurts plays, he'll play well enough to be the starter in 2022. <laughs> All right. So you said Howie had a great offseason, huh? Yeah. Yep. I mean, the only thing that could be dumber than that would be to say that Space Jam 2 is a great movie. Well, these are both factual <laughs> statements. So A great movie. Yeah. Goodfellas was a great movie. So, so how I did tried he... to explain this to him. I'm, saying, I'm like, you could say it's a fun movie. That's cool. But sure. when you say well, great, let me ask you this, Tom. It, it denotes something else. What did you think of Space Jam 2? 
I'm not watching that. Okay, so there you go. So like, so you didn't even, but you didn't even see it, right? So like, dude, if you saw Space Jam one, there's. There's no way you're going to see Space Jam 2. Unless but that's exactly kids. why you see Space Jam 2 if you saw Space Jam uh, 1. What are you talking about? Look, brutal. watch it and let me know what you think, okay? Right. I, I don't think anyone should have an opinion I on the movie. I will never watch seen. that movie. Well, coming so. from a guy who has many times given me opinions on things that's he hasn't a fair seen. Point. So, that's a fair yes. point. That's a fair yeah. point. All right, so, um, Elliot, I know you got them at 11. James, where are you at now with I'm the winter? I'm, I'm right in between 6 and 7. I feel like I'm— Way more realistic. Yeah, I'm somewhere yeah. between 6. I, honestly, that 6.5 number that is the number is, like, so perfect. I, I I don't know, but I will be at 6 or 7 by the team the time the season starts. He'll be at, to, Tom, I have a bet. Ready? I bet you he'll be at 8 wins, if no not chance. 9 by no, the time. No way. By the time training camp's over, he'll be up. I, I guarantee yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's say that uh, we have this rookie uh, tandem of head coach and quarterback, right, mm-hmm. which um, basically hurts as a rookie, right? Yeah, I agree. I think it's basically his rookie year. I okay, understand so, it's not real. So you're going you're gonna to tell me that they're going to pull off, and, and I think you would agree with me, uh, Elliot, that this is improbable, that you have a tandem like that come out with 11 wins. Can you cite any – uh, examples of that. So look, I I agree. Eleven is very optimistic. Right? <laughs> I agree with you on that. I've been a bit backed into the eleven win corner, yeah. right? Uh, but so initially, let's, let's say, initially let's say it was that ten. It felt like, yeah, it was more that... nine or ten, and then eleven happened. But it is what it is. I made the bet. I'll stick to it. But, so but, let's say Sirianni and, and Hertz pull off the improbable, and let's say they get the eleven wins. Let's say they average thirty eight points a game, and they look incredible. And sounds great for me. Millions yeah, of people wrong. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Our defense is going to give up 43 points. See, but again. that's where I think you're wrong. When, when you look at the defense, where, oh, I, my God. Like, so, but, okay, this is – and I think we everyone does this with, with probably every team that they follow super closely. Like, we, we're so close to it that you don't see that other teams also have problems. The Eagles were third in the league in sacks, sacks last year. Darius Slay might not be a top-five corner, but I think we'd all agree he's probably top ten. Anthony uh, Harris a year ago was arguably top a top-three safety. Is Slay getting top five I'd have money? to look. I honestly don't know if he's in the top five in, in money. But regardless, my point is Eric Wilson was one of the better linebackers in the league last year. So, <laughs> and, and and if you want to talk about coaching staffs, Jonathan Gannon was a higher-regarded coaching prospect than Nick Sirianni. Like, multiple teams wanted Johnny Ga- Jonathan Gannon to be their defensive coordinator. So, look, I understand that ultimately where we come down on this is you're you're currently, and, you know, somewhat understandably, glass half full. I'm, gla- I'm sorry, you're glass, glass half empty. empty. I'm glass half full. But I don't think that the defense – I'm actually no, a little I'm, more concerned I'm, about the I'm offense. At Ma- the I'm at Mad Mike glasses empty. Yeah, <laughs> you've, you've thrown That's the glass. Yeah, you've thrown yeah, the, the glass, glass at the, shattered, at the Wentz banner. You said yeah. that they're coming in for a new era of football. Well, well it is. They have a new era. quarterback, a new okay. head coach. That's Do a new they? era. Have they named their starting head coach? Oh, this is uh, the lamest point anybody makes. Okay, we I'm all know who the starter is. Like, come on. It's going to be Jalen Hurts or Deshaun Watson, period. Like, that's it. Well, then why don't they say it? I don't know. I, 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 th- I think. It's, I mean, as I think ridiculous there's two, as I think it there's... is for me to bring that up, it's more ridiculous that they just won't come out and say it. Well, I, I think there's all there's reasons that we would all agree are true. They might trade for Deshaun Watson, right? And who's if, playing opposite Slay? What does that have to do with naming Jalen Hurts the starter? Like you're bouncing it all around it. here. I'm okay. talking the overall birds. I, do, do we know? Is it Jaquette or is it somebody we don't know? Well, we're going to find which, out. I don't I know which is worse. We're going to find out. But we, I also know Dallas's defense was one of the historically worst in the history of the NFL last year, right? Like, so yeah. you can go to and every. They had team. the same record as we did, didn't they? Pretty much oh, when yeah. the Eagles had to throw the final week of the season, right? So I, look, I think it's a toss up in the division. I think any of the four teams could win it. Uh, I stand the five eleven and one, James. I look forward to this evening. Elliot, get your butt down there. I'll try. It's Tommy, not gonna happen. Love you guys. I mean it. Mean it. I'm a, I'm a big 
one of my things I do that I shouldn't do is when I can't do something but I want to, oh, I, I always like keep the door open just yeah. a little. Where well, I'm like, maybe you I'll never want to give up on it. And right. And honestly, you come more than most people with those open doors. Like I feel like I do. Yeah. I feel like there are a lot of times where I feel like you're not going to come, and then all of a sudden you're there, and I'm like, hey, we're hanging. Right. That's cool. But I just don't think it's going to happen. But it's going to be a fun time. You yeah. and Fritz. Fritz is a good hang. So. It'll be. It'll yeah. be good. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. The offseason's over. It training camp is starting this week. Where do you stand on the offseason Howie Roseman had and your trust level? Do you trust Howie Roseman moving forward as the general manager of the Philadelphia Eagles? It's Elliot, it's James, it's Go Birds Radio. And let me tell you, the Parts Sportsbook is the official sportsbook partner of the real sports fan. Golf's in full swing. You can bet on it all. Baseball, golf, MMA, and so much more. They have live in-game play-by-play betting, which is a wild ride. It lets you bet while you watch, the odds go up and down. You can take advantage of, of situations. If a team comes out hot, but you think the other team's got a run in them, you can bet it. It is a blast. And it's the only sportsbook app backed by the number one casino in the whole state of Pennsylvania. And it's the only one that we at Go Birds recommend. Bet the money line as it changes during the game on the Park Sportsbook app and bet on individual player performances as they happen. Baseball, you can bet on hits, home runs, pitcher strikeouts, anything like that every inning. In golf, you can bet on match winners. You can bet on leaders after rounds and so much more. Or you can always bet classics, the spread, parlays, props, teasers, and over-unders and so much more. And here's a deal for you. New customers, if you sign up right now, you get your first bet risk-free up to $500. Dollars. Just download the app or click parkscasino.com forward slash PA and use our promo code GOBIRDS. That's G-O-B-I-R-D-S. Your risk-free bet is refunded in site credit. The website has all the details. It's GoBirds Radio presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. Elliot Shore Parks, James Seltzer with you. Till three. Howie Roseman. Do you think he had a great offseason? Trust him. Should you trust him moving forward? Has he earned trust back for you as the Eagles GM? 215-592-9494. Let's go back to the phones and talk to my good buddy Todd in South Philly. Yo, Todd. How you been, buddy? Yo, guys. I'm doing well. How are y'all? Oh, Todd. I didn't connect it at first. Good to hear from you, yeah. man. Yeah. Yo, up, how buddy? you doing, Elliot? Good, good, good to see you last week, right? Was that a week ago? Yeah, of yeah. course. Two weeks of course ago. I'm glad I was able to stop by for you guys. Yeah, it was good to see you. It was great. But uh, so first things first, uh, as you all know, I've never lost faith in Howie. Like uh, We got we got a smart one up here at first. So I'm happy, happy. Should have known. Even the last couple of years when people were complaining about the, the depth behind the offensive line and everything, the thing is he's built this team pretty well. We were still – last year was rough, but we had a lot of injuries, and Carson was the 33rd or 34th. Yep quarterback in the NFL last year as our starter for 12 games. So, like, I can't put that on Howie. Well, like, re- Really quick, I think what you said about the offensive line is important. Like, last year, people were like, this team's so bad. Look at the offensive line. They were playing their third left tackle. You know how many teams right, can that, field a competent offensive line even past their first offensive line? Like, but none. they've got guys who you can't count on to play 17 games this year. They're likely to be in a similar situation. Like, Lane but they have Johnson, good Brandon Brooks. Like, these guys are not close to locks to play the full season. Yeah, we'll, we'll find I, out. We'll see. I agree with you, James. But here's the thing. Would you rather have them for, let's say, 10 games, or would you rather have our backups, which is the level that most other teams have for their Right, starters? or the Giants starting offensive linemen. They're, you know, like, they, they might stay healthy, but they're terrible. Like, that's a worse situation to be in. 
Yeah, like I'm very okay with, and who knows? Maybe they'll be healthy this year. Maybe they won't. Yeah. That's football. Sure. So that who is, knows? Is, Howie's maybe. done a great job fielding oh, depth, even if it's, it's not the best depth in the world. The, the O line's the only a, spot they have depth. That's it. There's no, they no have depth. No, they have depth on the defensive line. Not really. Mm-hmm. Who do you mean not really? Ryan Kerrigan's their backup defensive end. Yeah. Josh Sweat is a very, I, I would think, very good defensive end. I like end. Josh. Sweat. Okay, he's a backup. I, like. That, that's good depth. They, they they go legitimately four deep it's, at defensive it's end. It's fine. Depth. Okay. Now the other positions, not so much. Not so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm running I'm back's happy. a little interesting, but yeah, I'm not thrilled. I'm not thrilled where the roster is right now, but I'm also not entirely blaming Howie for it. Howie's done a great job the last three or four years, and even a little bit before that. Wow. Yeah. What are you talking? Well, the stats back it up. Look I mean, at the drafts he's had. The drafting me? is not the only part it's of being the, the general man. No, it's not the part. most important part. It's not. Oh I am definitely putting this Eagles team closer to 10 wins this season than there the Vegas. There you go, Todd. Wow, Todd. No, 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 I'm not saying they're going to – I don't think they're getting close to – I don't think they're getting 10. They're closer to 10 than the Vegas three that they're predicting. Well, right, no, 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 six, no, and half, six and a half. Yeah. Totally. They're closer to 10 than six is what you're where you're at. Yep, for sure. I, I like I, it. I de- yep, I definitely am on board for the Eagles being better than people are expecting. By far this year. Todd, who knew? You and Elliot need to start the Howie Great Roseman minds think alike. Howie Roseman fan club or something there. <laughs> Let me ask. All right, sorry, go no, no. Yeah, love you, buddy. Always a pleasure, love Todd. Thanks for calling. All right, I'm going to ask you a question. Yes. And I might throw up in my mouth a little when I ask. But oh, I'm gosh. Ask Uh-oh. Is Joe Flacco the best backup quarterback in the NFL? No. Okay, I'm, I'll be curious to know in, in all seriousness. He's bad. I'm I not a Joe Flacco, Flacco guy. He's bad. I agree. Like, I'd just be curious if we went through the depth chart to see how many teams have a better one. Well, I'd just be curious. Like I, Again, that's why I'm saying the idea of thinking about him as the best backup is disgusting I, think, I, think, I don't even think he's the best backup in the division. I, I would take Taylor Heineke over him, personally. Maybe. I mean, he had one really good game. So right, maybe, but I yeah. mean, I, Joe Flacco looks cooked to me. He did. He looked very bad. Now, I will say everybody looks bad for the Jets. True, so. true. I just, I've, I've got little. I, I like Nick Mullins more than I like Joe Flacco right now, honestly. I, well, Nick Mullins is definitely the best third string quarterback. I, <laughs> yeah, you want to talk about depth? I mean, their starter, we'll see. Yeah, but yeah, look at that. They're, they're so deep at quarterback. Yeah, look, it's true. And I think, look, Todd's point about the depth on the offensive line, I think, is fair. Last year, when we looked at, and again, the offensive line was not as bad as people made it out to be. But last year, when the line was struggling, like finding quality offensive line play in the NFL is almost close to impossible. There's a reason these guys make a ton of money. There's a reason if Jordan Mailata was a free agent this offseason, he would have probably gotten – he'd probably be a, I don't know, top 12 paid tackle in the NFL right now just oh, based God. off potential, you right? Like that high? I don't well, think just, so. Well, just because he's young, he showed potential. Yeah, he's got to show more right. than that. To but get that but we also know you get overpaid in free like, agency. Like Big V only got $50 million and Big V – But should, think about that. Big That's, V showed more, though. Big V started in the Super Bowl left tackle. Like, right. I think my lot would probably has not be, shown as much as Big V did before he got a contract. Yeah. And Well, and to be clear, I'm not saying – younger, maybe a little I'm not saying he would be worth that money. What I'm saying is – I don't think he'd get it. I think he would get a lot of money. Oh, he'd get paid. I think there's – yeah. People will take a shot on talent and stuff, but I don't think it's quite as high as But I think that more than – I mean, quarterback is probably number one. But outside of that, like, the hardest position to find quality play at is offensive line. And when you look at the Eagles' backups, like, they're going to go into next year with backup offensive linemen that are going to have a lot of starts on their belt. And that, that's that's advantageous compared to other I, teams. I agree. With, look, I think it, how he's drafting of linemen late has been by far his best. In late rounds, too, which it, is weird. I just said late. Yeah. That, I'm oh, sorry. I thought – How he's drafting of linemen late. Mm-hmm. I think has been his best draft skill over the last I think five years. When he, he uh, really is only. I mean, he's yeah. really struggled. Well, he's good at know. trades and stuff. But right, yeah. but in I, terms, in terms of, of the, the picks, like, yeah, the Jack Driscoll looks like that dude could be an NFL player. I mean, 
Big V alone, Samalo, Mylotta. I mean, like they do yeah. have they do have some success. Nate Herbig was undrafted. Herbig but... looks like a nice player. Like yep. you know, like so. Th- uh, yeah, undrafted to me counts in that. In that I agree, it counts in your yeah. drafting. Yeah. So two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. We got a legend on the line. And look, Eagle Shirley is amazing. I love her, but. If I were voting, mm. I would have voted for you, Kenny. I thought you should have won it, and, and, and you at least got to the end. Kenny from the Dirty 30, what a pleasure, my friend. It's the most wonderful mm. time of the year, the last weekend until Valentine's Day that we don't have football. Love Guys, it. go hug Love your it. wives. Goodbye, because <laughs> they're not going to see you for six months. Women that are football fans, kiss your husband. Enjoy the last weekend of non-football for six months. This is a great time of the year. I'm so happy. And, Jimmy, you need to join Elliot and me on the positive oh, bandwagon. Yeah, get get over to the side. Because Things I'm, are yeah. changing. There's yes. a, a shift. Well, that's how you know football is in the air. Yeah. Because, Kenny, I mean, we've done versions of this type of, of discussion over the offseason. And already, even with just a couple calls in, Elliot's already getting more support than he normally does in this type of spot. So it does. I think that Elliot is on to something where there does seem to be a shift that's happening. Well, I'm not going to tell you that these words coming out of my mouth don't taste badly, but I agree with you, Elliot. Oh, yeah. There it is. <laughs> yes. F, look, coming from a legend <laughs> like you, I appreciate it. <laughs> no, I, just, I, just, I really think that last year was an aberration between the offensive line injuries and the dysfunction and everything else. And the quarterback and play. People, and the quarterback play was the big one. Yeah. And everybody's sleeping on the Eagles now. They're, they're, judging, they're judging the Eagles this year on what they saw last year, and they are not the same team by far. And – let everybody think they're going to be a three to six win team, and then all of a sudden they're going to turn around in mid November and go, "What the hell is I this?" So, so and, Kenny, that means yeah. that you're you're high on Sirianni and Hertz in year one together being better than people expect because because they can't be a good team this year if those two things are obviously we're taking out no they, you can say it. there's no way well, unless gonna, they trade for Deshaun oh yeah unless they trade saying, you know Deshaun but that's Watt. a whole separate discussion like I, you, you so you have faith that Hertz and Sirianni are going to be better than people expect, Kevin. I, I just can't believe at this point. I mean, the players aren't stupid. If, if this guy was a complete train wreck, I'm sure in this in this social media world that stories would be coming out a lot more than the little uh, anonymous tweets from um, right, Michael Robinson, Robinson the NFL Network. And, 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 and Devontae Smith, I, his Ray said it this morning, the Eagles have never had a player walk into the locker room in a rookie year with that many medals hanging on his chest. Yeah. yeah. I mean, true, and yeah. I, I just, I, I just, I can't see unless, unless we get wiped out by COVID, or, or someone takes a baseball back to the knees of all of us in the line, and I can't see that we're not going to be much better than people think. And again, the schedule, the schedule is easy. Like I've heard people say on the station that the beginning of the season is tough. Like how it Atlanta, is. how Atlanta's Bucks, bad. Got, I mean, it, the Bucks are like week six. I, got, I mean, at what I mean, point Dallas is the beginning the end? Road. You got yeah, Dallas. Bucks, yeah, you Dallas got, will be better. Uh, but. I mean, like there's some tough games. They get the Chiefs. Like you in know. their first ten games, you want to guess got, how many teams they played that were in the playoffs last year? I don't know. Two. The Chiefs and the Bucks. Are yeah. The only two. The other eight teams were not in the playoffs last year. All right, well, so I mean, the, I don't got, know how much easier you could ask for. Yeah, yeah. They have 15 games that are winnable, and then two against the, the cream of the crop, and 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 one of them is on Thursday night at yep. home. So Coming you, off the Patriots, don't know what will yep. happen there? Yeah. So I mean, it's uh. Anything's possible, you know. This whole schedule thing—I mean, you know—it is what it is. I mean, the the the, the NFCs wasn't strong last year, and and quite frankly, when I hear the schedule stuff, every team plays the same schedule except for two games. Well, this year now three games. 
Mm-hmm. So it's only the difference, but three games could be the difference between a division win and 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 not being in it. And so, yeah, sign us up, man. And and I, we're gonna surprise people. Kenny, I, I love it. it. I just it's know it. Always a pleasure, Ken. Thanks for calling. See you guys. So it's not breaking news, but I do have what I would say in my world is Ooh. important news. Ooh. The first picture of Jalen Hurts in the number one full uniform is out. Wow, very exciting. Are yeah. you so excited? You're much more excited about this than I am. But looks great. <laughs> I was skeptical moving from two to one that maybe it wouldn't be a good move. I thought the two looked good. It's actually my favorite number, unrelated yes, to all this. Yes. But it's out. I will show you actually live yeah, on air. Sure. You can Hold react. This, all right? is, this, is this is Jalen Hurts in the number stuff. in the number one jersey. Wow. Wow. What do you think? Twelve wins. I, I was gonna say you gotta be a, you gotta be at least eight now, right? Look, uh, to Kenny's points, and, and it is it is interesting. Again, I don't I honestly think we have probably in doing this type of show this offseason not taken two positive Howie calls in a row. Yeah, you're right. All offseason. I was expecting today to be a rough day for All offseason. And yeah. we got two back to back by two great callers. Like Todd and Kenny are two people I respect. Yeah. I football know them guys. like football guys. Now now what I will say though, and, and hearing Kenny talk and you talking, we're talking, you guys are are there are a lot of question marks. Yep. You're right. With this team and and you guys are kind of talking banking about on them all breaking a the lot of them way. breaking, if not all of them, a lot of them breaking the Eagles way like Sirianni literally. And again, I am. Everyone knows I really like this guy, but he's never called a game in the NFL. And look, he could still be a good coach eventually while going through some growing pains. Yeah, like, for sure. I, there are going to be mistakes. There are going to be issues. No one comes in and is perfect at that. Jalen Hurts, same thing. He could still be a good quarterback two, three years from now and struggle early yep. on and, and, and have to find his footing and have to learn how to do things. So like, and again, that's not even including all the injury risks and the, the older players and all this stuff. Like, I just think there are a lot of risks here, a lot of risks. But I, that need where to I think go the where right we, way. I think where we differ, because I think that's a great point, right? Like, there's no question that there are a lot of question marks about this team. But I think where we differ a little is like, I only think there's maybe five teams in the entire NFL that don't have to have a lot of things go their way for them to be good, right? Like, just look at the Eagles' beginning of the schedule. Arthur Smith is called plays, but he's a first-year head coach, right? The second game, uh. 49ers. They don't know their quarterback's going to be. It's either going to be Garoppolo coming off a huge injury or it's going to be Trey Lance making either his first or second NFL start, right? Dallas. Dak missed all of last year. So I agree with you that there's no question when I project the Eagles, I break things their way, right? I assume they're going to be healthy. I think Jalen Hurts is going to be good. I believe in Sirianni. If even one of those things doesn't happen, you know, 10 wins is unrealistic, right? But I, I just think you because we're so close, you have to look around at the other teams as well and say that there are major question marks on basically every team on the Eagles' schedule besides two of them. I know. I get that. And I do. I'm a big believer in that we get very micro and micropic looking at our team and not thinking about everything else going around the league and the injuries and this and what other teams have to do with. But, I mean, these are two massive question marks at the two most important positions but let me ask you this. in the sport. Is there a difference in your opinion between a question mark like Daniel Jones is a question mark because he might be really bad. Like Sirianni is an unknown and I'm maybe parsing words is what I'm asking you. Do you see that different in your mind? No, uh yeah, well of course. I think I, I think Daniel Jones stinks. I, he's much less of an unknown. So yes, there is more upside with the unknown. But, like, I'm certainly concerned about the fact that Nick Sirianni's never called plays before in his life. Like, in, in, yeah. in you know, I mean, he's never had, been a head coach before. Like, there's a lot that goes into it. So, I do think that there are real deal question marks that, that need to go the Eagles' way for this to work the way you see it working. This for year. sure. 100%. But so does every other team. 215-592-9494. Where do you stand? Howie Roseman have a great offseason. And more importantly, do you trust him moving forward? Has he earned your trust? Whether or not he had a great offseason, did he do enough this offseason to earn more of your trust moving I'll forward? I'll ask you a question, and you can guess on the other side. Oh, I like that. Yeah. All right. Guess right now 
how many general managers in the NFL have a better career winning percentage than Howie? Okay, so quickly though, does that count bef- Andy Reid years? Because then it doesn't matter to me. It's ninety. I have him down as ninety games. So what, probably not. So twenty twelve. So it's like twenty twelve forward. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, let me think about. Not it. including twenty fifteen. Think I didn't about that, that during the break. We will talk about that when we get back. And again, where do you stand on Howie Roseman and the Eagles offseason? Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. It's Elliot and James. It's Go Birds Radio. We're coming right back. It's Go Birds Radio. Elliot Short Parks, James Seltzer, with you till three. Elliot, so for those who don't know, literally, this is not a, a, a false statement. This is the truth. Elliot Shore Parks' favorite time of the year yes. is training. More than the season. More yep. than, it's your, so what is the single thing that you are most excited about being back on the field next week and getting to do? What's the, what, if you ha- I know it's all mm-hmm. of it. It's the, whole yeah, thing. it's the whole thing. But if you had to pick one thing, what is the single thing you're most excited about? Oh, it's so hard to pick. I would say tracking the quarterback stats. Yeah. I love it. I love first of all it makes you watch it so much closer. And that's what I think is interesting about people who are like, "Oh, the like the training camp stats are pointless." Oh, like me. Yeah, like you, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like got it, got it, I watch it. these practices closer. <laughs> and I'm, this isn't a shot at any of the reporters. Yeah. They all do a great job. Like I literally write I've written down every single offensive play since 2016. Like you know, I don't want to call myself Ray Dinger. <laughs> no, nah, I'm, I'm just kidding. But um I I love doing that and Look, this sounds corny, but it's true. I just love the fan interaction over training camp. Yeah. Fans are there. Everybody's super excited. Everything I Hope tweet. Hope springs eternal. Yeah, it's just it's like it's just the best time of the year. It's sunny out. It's warm. Like I just, I I love I love the changes. I love how like there's roster moves. I love how you know on Monday. Jordan Mailata looks like he's the worst tackle in the league. And then by Wednesday, it's like, oh, my God, this offensive line is going to be dominant. Like, <laughs> I love the roller coaster of it all. Yeah, Some well, people don't. Like, I mean, it look, is fine. But Look, I mean, I think the two that sound to me the most, obviously, I think we all, the whole Patrick Robinson is getting cut. This guy's not making this team. He's yeah. the worst train camp we've ever seen. And then obviously goes on to make one of the biggest plays in the history of the franchise. Uh, even just last Jordan Mailata. I, I called into your station say. and said, I think he might get cut. That's what I was about to and say. Richie brings it up all the time. Yeah. He doesn't say my name. Yeah. Yeah. For the better. For better, to be clear. <laughs> So two one five five nine two ninety four nine four. It is look wherever you stand on your optimism level for the Eagles this season, and it it really is a a varied degree. I mean, you got people like you who are in the you know potential double digits, real threat to win the division. You got people like me who are a little more cautious. Think but you're moving six seven. But but I could see some upside. I could definitely see. A, look, I don't think it's crazy to say they could win the division. No, no not what, at all. I don't think they will. Again, I'm six seven range, but like. Obviously, we've all watched enough football, and we all know how mediocre the NFC East is right now, that things can happen. Balls can bounce your way. Sirianni could be much better than we think. Hurts could be much better than we think. That could all happen. I just, I'm not expecting it nor predicting it. But it is it is interesting to see the why. And then there's obviously people who are way on the, this is going to be the worst in football type of thing. So it's a real wide array of, of potential outcomes here. And when it comes to head coaching hires, like, Lurie ultimately is the one that makes the decision. But clearly, Howie has a lot of input. Dom Smolensky has input. Like there, It's Lurie's decision, but there are core people around him that get, that get input. And I think that, you know, to kind of go back to what we started the show with on how I think people should believe in Howie, like the track record with head coaching hires is good for Jeffrey. Now, there haven't been a ton of them is, is because he's been good at it. But, like, Andy was obviously a great coach. And look, Ray Rhodes won coach yeah. of the year. Like- Ray Rhodes was a great coach. Um, Chip had two Chip, ten win Chip seasons. Chip had two win seasons. Doug won the Super he's, Bowl. He, he has not. He has not missed completely. He's like, not missed completely. Like the Chip thing, in hindsight, you know, and look, it all got us to a Super Bowl, so it's all cool with whatever. But like the Chip thing, you know, 
was ended up being a disaster. But those first two years, he won 10 games each of those years. Ray Rhodes was coach of the year's first year. Like, you can't say that he's whiffed. Like, there's been no, you know, Adam, and I guess Adam Gase did have one 10-win year. But, yeah, like, but he Miami, was obviously in a Miami. But he was a disaster. Like, none of these guys were, com- I mean, Chip ended up, in a way, being a disaster. But at least there was something there. Like What's I interesting is Chip was you. only a disaster without Howie. Yeah, that's true. I'm not wrong, right? I mean, Chip was only a disaster without Howie. But so uh, to to Sirianni and to, you know, whether people should believe in him and Larry's track record and and all that, I was listening to Joe Giglio one day, as I do every day when I'm, you know, driving around or even if I'm home on the Odyssey app. But he made a good point. And I think that with Sirianni, we've gotten to a point, certainly nationally, but I think locally a little bit too, where it's like, oh, look at this guy. He's like kind of silly and maybe he'll be a good head coach. Like he does actually come with a pretty strong resume. I understand that he hasn't called plays. That is not good. But he was an offensive coordinator. Like, that's where people get hired from. It wasn't like they hired a tight ends coach, right? He was an offensive coordinator for the coach in Frank Reich that everybody believes in here. And he brought up something. Someone, a guest said this on his show. It was, I believe, a Colts reporter. And I forget his name. I apologize. But the Colts reporter said that Frank Reich believes that Nick Sirianni is his Sean McVay. Like, Frank Reich thinks Nick Sirianni is his Sean McVay. Well, let's hope. Let's hope. And look, I there, again, I you know I'm where I'm at on Sirianni. I do like that he's from a family of coaches, the teachings in his background. There's a lot of things yeah. to like. And he has a good resume. He just has to show that he can actually As do with the every job. head coach. Yeah. Yeah. 215-592-9494. Coming up in a sec, I'm going to try and guess how many general managers, as Elliot said, since, I guess, 2012. Since, 19, since Chip got here. Yeah. Since Chip got here, how many general managers have a better record than Howie Roseman? First, let's go to Tennessee and talk to our buddy Justin. What up, feller? What's happening, fellas? How y'all doing this fine Saturday? Doing good, Justin. Let me say really quick. So, uh, as I'm sure everybody knows, Justin was voted one of the best callers on the uh, afternoon show. Correct. <laughs> right? And understandably, you're a phenomenal caller. And what they said was, well, Justin belongs in there because, you know, he's, a, he's, a, he's an afternoon guy. And I'll push back on that. I, I think Justin is pretty clearly a Go Birds guy. Yes, I don't. I don't even think there's a question. Right. I, I think if we ask Justin right now, Go Birds is his original love. Correct. And and we are his go-to. Am I right, Justin? The only reason I found WIP is because of there Go it Birds. Is. Man, there it is. You. You're the that's, best, Justin. That's top five caller for us. Uh, so here's WIP. what I'm going to say, WIP listening audience. You're welcome for Justin. All right. <laughs> well. I, I did see some of those tweets that Elliot was talking about, and I am beyond flattered and humble that everybody thinks so fondly of me. I appreciate it. I don't think I'm that good of a caller, but I well, think we, well, I obviously really a lot of people humble disagree. too. Look at that. I love and that. and they, some people don't even think I'm real. There's one guy said he thinks I'm probably some cat in North Philly with this. <laughs> well, that seems I, to be I, a I thing, right? It's like poor Chuck from Mount Airy, who I talked yeah. to off the air, and I can tell you is exactly how he is on the air, like. People don't think he's real. It's like people can't catch a break these days. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I'd like to see somebody from North Philly be able to talk like me. <laughs> yeah, buddy. But anyway, anyway, uh, anyway uh, I don't think I don't think Howie had a great off season. I think he had a good off season because of the value that he did wind up getting for Carson. Because let's face it, he was hamstrung because. You know, Carson and his agent basically held him hostage, saying that they only wanted to go to Indianapolis. And and he was hamstrung in two ways by that, because had Carson been, let's just say, average last year, chances are they renegotiate Carson's deal this offseason, they open a ton of cap space, and the COVID-19 pandemic obviously impacted cap space. So two major things that really, handca- that really handcuffed what he could do this offseason were completely out of his control. Exactly. That, that was my next point. But I really hope, and... Hang with. I think, I really think they can get eight to nine wins this year. Wow. 
because I've I've preached it many times. I think the offensive line injury, barring injuries, is going to be top five in the league. I agree. I really do. Yep. And when you look at anybody, and God, okay, first of all, Dallas sucks. Yep. Dallas sucks. Does, does anybody think that they would be any good Dak Prescott's rookie year? I mean, he threw for 3,600 yards, 23 touchdowns, and four interceptions as a rookie. And everybody says, well, they ran it a lot. But he still threw for 3,600 yards. And I think Jalen Hurts is a much better quarterback coming out of college than Dak hmm. Prescott was. Interesting. Well, I mean, yeah, he was a higher – I mean, a higher draft pick, more a, accomplished. Yeah, yeah. I, think he was definitely I guess yeah. now we look it, at Dak, but you're right, coming out of – Dak was a fourth-round pick. Mississippi State, yeah. right? Or was it Texas Mississippi State? State. Yeah. Mississippi State. Okay. And, I mean, why, why not Hurts? You know, why not Why not us? Why not Hurts? Why not now? And I really hope this kid pans out because I want to keep those three draft picks. And I if agree. we can turn and I like one him. of them into a player. I like Jalen Hurts. Like, I would be yeah, happy he, with that guy as my as my face of my franchise. I, like, he gets it. Like, the above-the-shoulder stuff is the biggest reason I'm, I'm in on Jalen Hurts more than others are, at least, is he carries himself the right way. He goes about his business the right way. And he's way. good. He's like, a leader. He's good, he feels too. like a leader. I feel like people would yeah. follow that guy. Yep. So, yep, he seems like a super nice kid, nice guy. Hard everything got got it all above the above the shoulders, like you said, James. He just, I don't know. I, I really hope they'll stick with him and he can prove out like like I hope he can and Elliot and everybody else. But anyway, I'm gonna get out here and keep listening. Love you, boys. My man. man, love you too, Jess. You're the best. Definitely not from North Philly. Justin, so Tennessee. I can tell you, send me a care package for Tennessee. Yeah, is the man. <laughs> Definitely from Tennessee. What you said is a hundred percent true, and I think it all deserves to be said about Jalen Hurts. And I, I know you also feel this way, but we should also not look over the fact that like he's also extremely talented. You know, like yeah, yeah, like he's a hard worker, he's a leader, all those things. Those are all important. But he didn't get to where he is right now because he's a great guy. Like that's part of it. But the, you know, the other reason he got there is because he is dynamic as a passer. He can make plays with his legs. He's played in big, it played well in big games too. So you know, there, there's a lot of on the field stuff, like below the shoulders type of stuff to really like about him. All right, I'm gonna guess now. Okay, a lot of thought. I'm assuming it's relatively high because you're asking. Well, me I wouldn't question. say it otherwise. Uh, otherwise, yeah. exactly. And you know, with GMs who've lost their jobs over the time and all that stuff. I'm going to say there are five general managers who have a better record than that. Okay. Well, you went too high because you thought it's ninth. He's ninth. So only eight. Only eight general managers in the league right now have a better winning percentage. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Where do you stand on Howie Roseman after this offseason? Like positivity coming. In. I don't know if it's just because the season's coming up or whatever, but we this has been a lot more positivity about Howie and the Eagles. Well, that's how you know training camps get on this show. Yeah. So we'll see if that continues. And also coming up next too, we've not gotten into it, but. Uh, Howard asking about two big reports this week. Uh, one about Zach Ertz, one about Deshaun Watson. We'll mention those coming up as well. It's Elliot, it's James, it's Go Birds Radio. And let me remind you that the Park Sportsbook app is the official sportsbook partner of the real sports fan. Golf's in full swing. You can bet on it all. Baseball, golf, MMA, and so much more. You can do live in-game play-by-play betting, which lets you bet while you watch. It is a wild ride. Parks is the only sportsbook app backed by the number one casino in the whole state of Pennsylvania and the only one that we here at GoBirds recommend. You can do everything. The app is fun. It's easy to use. It's intuitive. You can bet on the money line as it changes during the game on the Parks Sportsbook app and bet on individual player performances as they happen. Baseball, you can bet hits, home runs, strikeouts, so much more. And every single inning in golf, you can bet on match winners, bet on leaders after rounds, and again, so much more where you can always bet the classic spreads, parlays, props, teasers, and over-unders. And when you have a little skin in the game, it just makes these games so much more entertaining to watch. 
here's the deal. New customers, if you sign up right now, you get your first bet risk-free up to $500. Just download the app or click parkscasino.com forward slash PA and use our promo code GOBIRDS. That's G-O-B-I-R-D-S. Your risk-free bet is refunded in site credit. The website has all the details. It's GoBirds Radio, presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. One hour down, one to go. Who's on next? Kevin Keenan will find out who's on next. Maybe John Johnson. You know the nice thing about working John at the VIP Johnson. is? Coming up next. It's always a legend. It's always someone awesome. Always someone know, awesome It's always next. someone like, wow, that's super cool that yep. I get to be on a show in front of that guy. 100%. So, very excited. John Johnson will take you up to Phillies baseball. Phillies Braves. You'll be there. Tonight. I will be at the game. Who's a bunch pitching? Of listeners. Vince Velasquez. Oh, that's sad. Here you go. Yeah. Should they put just Fritz on the mound? He's going to be there. Probably won't go well. So if if you guys are you're going to be at the game, I'll be at let's the game. say in the middle of the game without him knowing, they pointed to the crowd and said, "Fritz, right now, <laughs> would he do it?" Yeah, I think he'd do it. I think I he'd do it. I don't think he'd do well, but yeah, I mean, yeah. he would do horribly. I mean, but I think you got to do it. Of course, you got to do it. Who wouldn't do that? Yeah, true. I think everyone would do that. Yeah, It'd be scary though. <laughs> you're the guy who said he get a home run. I mean, you'd be better. Well, it's easier to hit than it is to pitch. No, <laughs> it is for sure. I mean. I, would you not agree? No, I think hitting a baseball is the single. I mean, pitching's hardest. pretty hard too. I think hitting a real baseball, like a ninety mile, whatever, you know, real pitching, like, is the single hardest thing to do in all of sports. Personally, more than playing quarterback, the single hardest thing to do in all sports, like playing quarterback, is there's a lot that goes into it. Like, I see what you're saying. So, right, okay. the single hardest individual skill there is, in my opinion. Yeah, I, I might not push back on that. <laughs> That's why you'd require luck. <laughs> all right, two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four coming up. Uh, in a minute, I want to get into uh, the Zach Ertz report with Elliot and the Deshaun Watson report with Elliot that Howard Eskin had this week. A, a big week for the King. The King was bringing. Why is the King? Why is the King? Why is the King? Exactly. The king. Uh, but first, back to the phones. Where do you stand on Howie Roseman after this offseason? So far, a lot more optimism about Howie than I've been expecting. People have enjoyed what Howie's done, and as we get closer to, King, well, he's had a great offseason. So I think excitement. It- and honestly, I'm, I'm happy there's optimism just because I'm an optimistic guy it's and I'm happy to hear people way, happy. But, but I do think that, look, we've done some variation of this discussion multiple times this offseason, like the draft, all those things. Had we had this discussion at the end of the season and I came on here and said, you should believe in Howie Roseman, it would have not have been a fun afternoon. It would have, honestly, you would not have gotten one, I don't think. No, like, I would yeah. have been yelled at by a lot of people. And you've already been out. I think you've got more support than I've had. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So I, I think for two, one re- one is just – you know, training camps here. But the other is, like, he has had a great offseason. People, and I'm happy to see that people are willing to change their mind about when, when you see, and I do appreciate about Eagles fans, like, they will change their mind based off things. And I think after the offseason's how he's had, I- I'm happy to see that he's getting more recognition because I believe he deserves it. Let's go to South Carolina and see what Keith thinks. Keith, what's up, buddy? You're on WIP. Hey, Elliot. Hey, James. Um, on, James, man? I want to I apologize to you for my call. Just between me and you on the phone yesterday, I was really upset. I was sitting in the doctor's office praying that I was going to get a negative on this Delta variant, and the good news is I did. Oh, good. I'm so happy to hear that, Keith. Now, the bad news is my lung is still, like, burning, and I'm coughing like crazy, and this ain't over with yet. And and where I was going to try to apply that to is this thing this NFL commissioner does did. The good is, is they do all need to be vaccinating vaccinated i mean i'm a survivor not once but twice i'm sitting here telling anybody that will listen to get the vaccination now my doctor is very nationally renowned on this covid virus in the last 18 months and by the way he's from westchester pennsylvania hey, and also an eagles fan yeah, yeah. he point blank told me that he believes 
where that's going to backfire on this commissioner is positive. You're going to get positive tests from vaccinated players. And he's got the, you know, results and statistics to back this up. Well, really quick, Keith, and I I don't know what exactly your doctor said, but I do believe that if there's an issue in the NFL with COVID due to vaccinated players, that's different than if it's due to unvaccinated players. And that's my whole point, Elliot, is that that him coming out and being tough on these unvaccinated players, he was absolutely right to do that. But where it's going to get him, is when teams start reporting back to the NFL, wait a second, this is a vaccinated player, that what you basically did was just shut him down. Well, but you can't lie about it. They're not going to lie. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Okay. Now, getting to today's conversation, I got to be one of the only ones out there, but today has proven me wrong. Howie's been great. Yep. Wow. I'm saying no, no, I'm saying this last year. He unloaded a guy that didn't want to be here and got what's going to end up being a first-round draft pick. And a third. Okay? And a third. We never dreamed that was going to happen, James. No. How many times did y'all talk about that? Oh, we're not. We're never getting that. I, I, I trade him now because you're not going to get more than a for two. What it's worth, for what it's worth, Elliot and I both the entire time thought they would get more than most people did. Like, I was never one of those people being like, they can't get a fourth for this guy. Like, right. I thought they would get more than they could. But I look, I've said, considering the circumstances and the fact that I do believe Carson Wentz really forced his way to one particular spot, I yes, agree. Sir. I think Howie did. did a solid job on that trade. I just can't give him full credit when he is responsible for creating the situation that led to Carson Wentz being traded. But one I, more I thing, understand. Oh, Go sorry. ahead, Keith. Yeah, one, one more thing. Go ahead. James, um, I hate to disagree with you, and I almost never do, but I think you're wrong on this no young talent on the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'm I telling mean, I'm you. not saying none, but like a well, lack, let me name a the lack of young talent. Go ahead. Let yeah. me name the names for just it. for this year, and this is why I'm on the Halley train. Teron Jackson from Coastal, it's going to be a player. Mark I mean, my words. Look, you're going to see so. it in the preseason. Keith, I hope so. And I, like, well, have you I, seen him? You're from South Carolina. Keith, have you, have yeah, you watched I him? Okay, him. Yeah. I, I actually got to see the BYU game, and he wrecked havoc on that quarterback. Yeah. He made that quarterback look like an idiot. Hey, now, Keith, uh, now, I'm not done. This guy, Zach uh, McPherson, I'm sure y'all probably heard this, but, you I, know, I Rex like Ryan. Too. Yeah, that was on our show. They said yep. on the he had show. nothing but great things to say, and point blank made the statement, he's going to be an NFL quarterback. So well, that's yeah. two. Now, well, now these the aren't proving guys are yet. Questionable. Keith, Keith, but I'm, look, I, and I actually think that how he – I've been pretty positive about the draft this year. I'm talking about, like, on the – like, we're not talking about rookies. Like, we're talking about people already on the roster, young talent, like – they're deficient. You know, I hope this rookie class is good. We don't know. I think I'm actually positive. I'm the only one in Philly who seems to be a Landon Dickerson guy. I'm like yeah. by myself on an island with that. So Elliot, uh, oh, I'm sorry. No, go. I, I just, you know. One I, more point. Because y'all, y'all are pretty quick on that trigger button. And I, I'm so excited that I finally got on Go Birds. My heart's like racing oh, right well, now. We're happy you're on. Then. Let me tell you another thing that Howie and, and maybe Lurie did that was a great thing. And nobody can argue this. Look how many coaches that were brought in that Sirianni wanted. Yeah, that's a good Brian point. Brian Johnson is literally probably the only one, except the guys that were the couple guys that were already here, that weren't, and he said this, by the way, publicly, wasn't necessarily his choice. Right. But when they told him that they were looking at Brian Johnson, he did his homework, which is another great thing about this coach. He's not a dummy like a lot of y'all think he is. I don't. I love Nick. This Sirianni. guy is he, not a dummy, he, 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 and he, he, I he, believe maybe not this year, 
I, I think you're going to see a huge improvement. I'm not getting on this win and loss thing. Keith, you know what? Keith, I don't Keith, care about that. Keith, I'm with you. Great call. I'm happy you're doing well. Yeah, Keep feel, us out feel better, here. man. Keith, really great You guys, call. I love you. You're by far the best on WIP, and I listen 16 hours a day. Appreciate I will that, make man. the Look, make sure you call in next week, okay? Yeah, we want to hear from you. I will you. do that. We'll, we'll get you on, that. okay? We'll we get really you on. appreciate, Keith. Right. A great call there. And, and look, I mean— optimistic and i appreciate it we are yeah. heading like it does seem again like it is pretty unbelievable how optimistic the vast majority of callers have been so far today and look he's talking about rookies we'll see you know yeah those I, look those are i'm we'll hopeful see. whatever especially with six seventh round picks like who knows right the only, the only i think in most draft years the only like round you can say you should get something from him is first and second round. Mm -hmm. and yeah, yeah i said only one round but i do believe first and second third falls off Look, if they get anything from the kid from Coastal Carolina, that's amazing. It's a, a massive win. Yeah. And, but, look, I, I do think it's interesting, and, and maybe it is just this phenomenon of, of we're getting close to training camp and people want to be positive, but it really is – it feels like there's a shift happening in this fan base in terms of positivity about this team right now. Yeah, and, I, look, I think I think it's well-deserved. I really do. And I, I think that, too, like, you know, we find this even during the Eagles' like season. I always joke about how – you know, especially last year, like Sunday, they look awful. Monday, everyone's mad. Tuesday, start people start to get over it. By Friday, they're excited. And then you see them on Sunday and you're like, oh, wait, they're actually super that's terrible. That's why I was upset. Yeah. yeah. So so who knows? Maybe that's what's happening now. But but again, like I do believe that this team has a lot of talent on it. It's in the injury concern is real. I agree. It is. But but I'd rather have a team with a ton of talent than a team like the Giants, who frankly don't have a lot of talent. So even if they stay healthy, it doesn't even matter. Like, their offensive line is terrible. They were 32nd in the NFL last year. You know, they're not over there talking about health. They're talking about even if all our guys are ready, how are we going to keep uh, keep Daniel Jones upright? So they do have talent on the offensive line. They have it on the defensive line. And we'll see about Jalen Hurts. That You know, that's what it'll come down to. 215-592-9494. Coming up in a minute, we're going to talk about the two Howard Eskin reports from this week. But first, enough of this, all right? Enough of this. Enough. It's like five calls in a row with positivity. Let's end this streak. Mad Mike, what up, buddy? Uh, let me put an end to this nonsense. Howie Roseman is a fraud. All the players he's brought in, like that linebacker that everybody raved about, fraud. Like, well, what linebacker they, was that? Eric Wilson. That one from assuming, Minnesota. Right? Okay, why is he a fraud? Why don't you tell me why Eric Wilson's a fraud? Because it's a one-year, $5 million deal. Everybody lost their mind. Okay. Like, well, they, did you see what like, his stats were last year? Yeah, and oh, they were really good, really weren't they? Somebody would have given him a huge contract, but he's not. So okay, he's, but he's but not. I don't think anyone's saying he's a Pro Bowl player. You're saying he's a fraud. Tell me why you don't I, think like, he's any good. Because anybody that Howie brings in is automatically not going to okay. work. Okay, well then, so and, so clearly and you're and just the fact okay. That they're still screwing around with Zach Ertz when they could have freed up that money and made a play for a real cornerback, uh, which they're going to get destroyed this year. But they're going to pay a backup tight end eight million dollars. Uh, that tells me that Howie Roseman is not having well, well, wait, let me push back on that. Okay, so I agree they need a second corner, and we'll see what they do on it. But you have to agree, take the money out of it. Like, the roster is better with Zach Ertz on it. It's no, a, it's not. How is it's it not, not better? better? How is it not better? It's not better because you need a cornerback to play on the And they can side. still get they one. We'll first. see what they're they do. They're not going to get one. They don't have the money. They have $3 million. Right now they have $3 million, yes. Yes, so, you're right. like, like, How much do you think these guys that are still available are going to get? I like Steven Nelson. But at you know, it's not he's not getting ten, eleven million dollars a year at this point. But I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry that Howie Roseman is 
screwed up every draft for the last five years, and now we've got to deal with all of this. And but everybody, because he drafted one undersized wide receiver in the first round, everybody's like, "Oh." Well, but let me ask, let me ask you this, job. Mike: If he screwed up every draft for the last five years, why were they in the playoffs three or four years, and why have yeah, they been here? Like, nine and seven doesn't getting into the playoffs on a nine and seven record does not impress. But it's still getting in the playoffs, Elliot, and it's I better than the three other teams. Negative and but I'm, I'm not I, negative I, or positive. I'm honest. Before I was like, this is just how I feel, and I think you're wrong about this. Like, I, you want to talk about being negative? You are, you know, you take a negative stand. Like backing into the playoffs just and, and and getting in there because they're nine and seven records does not impress me i guess you're well you know what that, the three other me. teams in the division would have killed to get in with a nine and seven record okay <laughs> so think too like okay crap division that we're not going to do we're going to get into the playoffs it's we're going to oh wow so wait you think they're going to be in the playoffs and then we're going to do the same thing over again it's just like the sixers why is no one i'm not impressed by this like i don't know why everybody in this stupid town's impressed by this like this kind of thing. I want to win championships, but we can't do that because we have a GM with, uh, which with, is ironic because you want to win championships with the only general manager in the city that won one is how he didn't win one. He, he didn't was, was, that was, was that picture of him holding the trophy? No, no, no. Mike, get out Mike, of here, Mike, 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 I love you. Mike, but come on, I've man. been with you, but, but you got to give Howie credit for, for, I give Howie zero credit. Like, oh, no, well, God, well you're wrong, insane. man. Like, uh, look, I think Howie. what I think happened is Howie was a different person and acted differently and went about his business differently when he oh, got pulled and, out of the closet. He's right and now he's, yes, I get it. I think it's there, very That's convenient that you guys just want to say. It's but, like, he definitely gets credit for that. I don't think that you can't not and, and say here's the thing, he gets credit here's the for thing, that. guys. If we're going to be really honest about it, winning that Super Bowl has made them think that doing their dumb thing is going to – like, they caught lightning in a bottle, and now they think that's the way to do things, and now it's going to screw up because – now our 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 owner thinks that he knows what he's talking about, like he's a football guy. Our GM doesn't know what he's doing at all, and we're just gonna like we're just gonna be a garbage team. And you know what, Mike? You know what? You know what? Though for for, for Mike for a Super Bowl, I'm okay with it. I, I like no, I'm not okay well, with it. Shocker. Uh, great call, Mike. I appreciate it. Mike was watching Brandon Look, Graham I, get the strip sack and be see, like, "Well, that's only his eighth and half of the year." Uh, no. I so like we all, you know, it was a big. You know, it's like a trope with this fan base was the, you know, I would give up the next 10 years of football. We could right. suck for 10 years for a Super Bowl. Like, apparently people didn't mean it. I meant it. Like, I even, really did. Really I could suck for a decade. And I'm like, you know what, though? Right. Super Bowl! Like, right. that's that's how I feel. Like, I think the worst take going around in all of Philadelphia sports is the one Mad Mike just gave us. Essentially, without saying it, saying the Super Bowl was bad. Like, that's what that he's saying there. He's saying they shouldn't have won the Super Bowl because of now. Nope. Sorry. Never, ever, ever going to agree with that. Mike, you had me till then. Out after well, that. let me say this first. That was just a peak James yell right there. Oh, like, that I was peak to. James Seltzer voice yelling. I hate, it. I hate when people imply that the Super Bowl, like, was bad in any sort of way because of where they are, they are now. No! All that matters is we won the freaking Super Bowl. It's the whole reason we did this. We all thought we were going to die without ever seeing one. We got one. I want more, but we got one, and, and I would not give that up for anything in the world. And... Look, the, the, and then let's talk about the three seasons after that. I was saying during those three years, this team is not very good. Like, I, I remember after they lost to the Lions in week yeah, three. Yeah, I'm using arguments I, against you now that you were using against me. Then, yeah, like, it's funny they, how that works, progressing right? Progressing down. Progress. But, but, I, but, I think, but I think why, like, what I said then was accurate, and I think what I'm right about now is, <laughs> is that, like, the bar is just set high in Philadelphia. You know, like, it is. Like, I was correct. The team in 2019, I think when I said that, they, they weren't that good, right? Like, 2018, they weren't 
impressive for a lot of the years. But not impressive for the Eagles is just so different than not impressive for the The Giants have lost double-digit games five of the last six years. Could you imagine what it would be like around here if the Eagles lost double-digit games for five of six years? It'd be insane. So, like, look, is Howie a top-three general manager? No. Is Howie phenomenal at drafting? No. But what he's accomplished as Eagles general manager, you know, 20-plus teams in the NFL would sign up for that in a heartbeat. Let's go to Florida and talk to our buddy Ja'Cory. Hey, Ja'Cory. Ja'Cory, what up, man? How you guys? Good, man. Um, I think, you know, James, you know how we be. I'm going to agree with you, man, because I feel like Elliot, I mean, not Elliot, my bad. Howie Rosen hasn't done a good season. The, 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 he hasn't done this good this offseason, you know? Well, what do you disagree with? Okay. Where is our veteran receiver to this young wide receiver court? Where is the cornerback the opposite slick? You know, it's super really cool. interesting you bring up veteran receiver because prior to the show, me and James were talking, and I was saying I think veteran receiver is a very underrated need on this team. Like, they do need a corner right. for sure, but veteran receiver I think is right up there. But I'm just saying, like, you really going to roll out Michael Jaquette as the opposite corner? Darius I would guess Blake they're not going one? to do that. I would guess they're not going to do that. Like, I'd rather – nobody's saying this. I'd rather roll out Zach McPherson – and they probably will. Like I, I Michael Jaquette's the name everyone's fixated on now, but I, I don't think they're first of all, I don't think the starting corner's on this roster, but if he is, I believe it's Zach McPherson. I do not believe but, they're gonna start Michael Jaquette at corner. Barring injury probably, like the you know, two days before the game. Mike Jaquette you know, might not even make the team. Like I think he makes his team because I, I think, think he will too, but he's certainly not a lock. It's a new coaching staff. He was a UDFA right. last year and you know, he played really good receivers, but he struggled last year. And I think, you know, me like with the whole Zach Ertz thing, I would have been got rid of Zach Ertz. I would have took it a fifth round pick for Zach Ertz, but I'm guessing he's going to come into camp, and the latest he might go is the trade deadline because I don't really see him trading him like they like the Buffalo thing has fell out, and I don't know. Yeah, Jacory, what we're going to do? It's it's a great yeah. point and a great call, and it's it's what I want to get into next. I said we get into Howard's report about Zach Ertz. I want to get into that next. What Howard had to say mm-hmm. because it does contradict not just you, but like literally everyone who covers the Eagles, like to a man, to yeah. a woman, every single person has said Zach Ertz will not be on the Eagles this year. Like, I, I don't think anybody thought we would be here, not including, one. I including of, Zach Ertz. I can't think of one person. So I want to get your thoughts on this as someone who's who's you know followed this the whole way and covered it the whole way and, and like everyone else, really did not think that we would be sitting here today expecting Zach Ertz to show up for training camp and potentially be a part of this team. I want to get into that, that next as well and, and continue the calls. Where do you stand on Howie right now after this offseason? Seems like there's a lot more positivity about Howie than I expected. Where do you stand? 215-592-9494. It's Go Birds Radio. We're coming right back. It's Go Birds Radio, presented by Parks, Casino, and Sportsbook. Coming up in a minute, I want to talk about the Zach Ertz situation. The never-ending story. Yeah, well, I mean. Great how, movie, by the way. How, <laughs> the, yeah, the never-ending never story. story. Yeah, Phenomenal. Um, big fan as a kid. Oh, I loved that's, it as a yeah. kid. If you're a kid from the eighties, that's that's yeah. the wheelhouse type thing. The nothing. Yeah. Look at you. I know that movie. Oh, how shocking. One of the right video. up there with Space Jam too. <laughs> oh God. All right. Uh, I want to get to the Earth thing. See where Elliot Sands, Howard Askin reporting this week, if you did not see it, that he is hearing that Zach Ertz is going to report for training camp, that he's over the issues that he's had with the team, and that that he is likely to be here for the start of the season. I want to get Elliot's thought on that in a minute. First, let's go back to the phones and go to Levittown and talk to our buddy Jared. Hey, Jared. Hey, what's going on, guys? How y'all doing? Hey, what's going on, Jared? Good to talk to y'all. Um, Elliot, 
Yes. So let me let me ask you a question. Who is another figure who does everything in terms of a sport, but the most important part, and we slander him for it? Go ahead, take a guess. So wait, that that does everything well in a part of a sport, but except the one thing he's not good at, and they slander him. That's what you're saying. Correct. Oh well, Ben Simmons. Exactly. So I mean, Howie, terrible at drafting. Like you having. Yeah, but this that. is where we disagree. Like you're, I don't think comparing scoring and shooting in basketball is comparable to drafting in the NFL. Now you could argue that on a pie chart, like drafting would take up a large part of it. But in general, the the general manager's job is to get talent on the roster and to win games. And Howie Roseman has done that. All right, yeah, and it's apples to oranges. So, I mean, I definitely do understand where you're coming Your from point, with that. Your point, I get what you're saying, though, yeah. that if you believe drafting is super important, it's similar to Simmons in that way. I just think that shooting and is a more important. if you draft very well, then it helps you with cash base because you don't have to go out and buy merch. Yeah. Yes, you, so you have young talent guy. at a cheaper price. I mean, that is that is generally the best formula to win in the NFL. But what's interesting is, uh, not to get on a tangent, but I think if you surveyed people and you look at lists like people would say Chris Ballard is probably the best drafting general manager mm-hmm. in the league or at least he's listen, top three I, I think I don't even think how he had a terrible offseason like a lot of people call I think he had a good offseason well but, but, but really quick the, the point I was making is Chris Ballard has now been the general manager for four years five years something like that and we all agree he's done a good job drafting they've won one uh, playoff yeah. game so like drafting is part of it and maybe now we'll start to see the fruits of that labor now that the players are older and all that stuff but my point is that even the teams that do phenomenal drafting do not always have immediate success. And a lot of them do not have as much success as Howie. Right. That's definitely a fair point. But I hear you say three first-round picks all the time. And, I mean, I get it's a conditional second. Well, but... it's actually – but you could you could say it either way. It's also a conditional first. It's a draft pick yeah, that has yeah, a conditional. Yeah. What makes you think that after he hasn't played, like, 70% of a season in the past three seasons that he's just going to do it now? I mean, I get the offensive line is better. Well, I don't think that's I, true. Yeah, anymore. I mean, look, he played the full season. Two, they went to the, you know, the playoffs. The last two he seasons he played snap. 100% of the yeah. snaps well, or not whatever. Last, last year, but the one prior Correct. he did. Yeah. But he hasn't missed time due to injury during the regular yeah, season yeah. since uh, – 2018. Yeah. And even then, I think he was relatively close to it. I don't know if he hit it, but I mean, it was week 11 or 12. So he must have, I think it was week 13. Actually. Well, he didn't play week one, though. So it's, you know, or two. Yeah, you're right. two yeah. so. One last thing I got to say it's not really Eagles related. It's about the whole uh, vaccine thing. Um, these players, if, if they want to come out and say something like Dak did yesterday, they really need to educate themselves on what HIPAA even is. Oh, I know. Because a reporter is 100% allowed to ask you a medical question. And just like he has the right to ask you, you have the right to not answer just exactly like that. Right. Just Jared, don't say anything about HIPAA because it makes no sense. Yeah, yeah, Jared, great, great call and great point. Yes, I think the players are, are kind of just using that well, as a, yeah, a I, line, so to speak. But it, it, they can disclose whatever they want. You're allowed to ask. It is not a HIPAA violation to ask. It would be a HIPAA violation if, say, the team disclosed something about him that they knew without his consent. That right. would be a HIPAA well, violation. Well, it's interesting, too, how in the NFL we know everything about these injuries, right? Like, we know if someone has a twisted ankle, how many weeks will be out. We know how somebody's rehab's going. And I understand that's different in a lot of ways than COVID, right? But, yeah, I, I look, it's going to be just interesting to see how players handle it because they're, they're one of the only jobs, I mean, politicians, I guess, as well, but where, like, where you, you have to say it. on a, yeah. very, a very public platform whether or not you took it. 
yeah. or got the vaccine. It's gonna be it's gonna be fat. And again, the way the well, you're NFL, seeing this week, coaches well, are resigning. Yeah, over coaches it. are resigning. The way the NFL's position is is, and I mean, even DeAndre Hopkins tweeted about it, where it's like, like he they are positioning these players against each other in a way. And we're seeing Jerry Hughes and Cole Beasley like fighting on yeah. Twitter and stuff. It's like you're you're really sowing potential discord with these teams, especially with how people are so dug in on their sides on this. You know, yep. like it's gonna be really fascinating to see how this season and that stuff plays out coming up in a minute we'll get to zach Ertz. first let's go to texas and talk to cj hey siege yo i'm not gonna lie i jumped in the shower and turned you guys on <laughs> and to know that i was gonna be having elliot blew my mind because elliot i'm not gonna lie i try every way possible to get away from your takes oh, i appreciate it <laughs> yeah. I, I including getting in the shower you. yeah <laughs> no yeah i honestly I didn't know that you were on this morning. So mm-hmm. I don't listen on Saturdays. I'm usually at work. So oh, back to what I was saying. I block everyone just because I almost feel like you're a heel. You well, do this thing where it's like, oh, I take up for Howie. I'm, I'm going to ask you not to take over my call. Okay, but good. it is a thing where you take up for Howie, you take up for Howie, take up for Howie, or whatever everybody's saying, you go 180 against. It's cool. I understand it. You got to make yourself different from everyone. But I'm going to say this. How many players can we name that Howie brought in that didn't work? from second rounders that we got out of here before the contract was over, from guys who can't mm-hmm. make the field, from guys who can't make a play. Yes, we won a Super Bowl. Yes, we have been competitive over the last 10, 15 years. I love it. But I do live in Texas. And to see them get everything for as players that we always kind of look and say, man, I, I would like a player like that. Or, hey, let's bring in that free agent. The biggest thing about the draft is this. If you get it right then, it's a cheap player, mm-hmm. and then you don't have to pine to bring in someone overpriced later. Yep. That's what everyone is saying. Now, hey, I get it. You said, hey, how we make the best of what he could do. Let's give him a hand clap for that. Nah, I'm a father. I don't let you tear up something and then say, hey, you fixed the mess. You did your job. But if you had did your job right in the first place by not bringing in a backup quarterback – by overdrafting him in the second round that spooked your quarterback or made the situation just bad or all these other dominoes that, for some reason, Howie always seems to be in the middle of. I loved Howie. I loved Howie. I'm not going to lie. But I also loved it more when we brought in Douglas. I was like, man, now we got somebody who can go with dealing with the money. Yeah. We got a guy who can evaluate talent. I just can't give this thing where it's like, oh, man, we're going to be great. I'm looking at, hey, before Dak got hurt, Dallas offense was on a roll. The defense was trash, yes. But just like everybody's getting hyped about our upcoming season, they've reloaded. They brought in a coach that does no defense, even if he wasn't a great head coach. Yeah, hold on, he CJ. Let me, let me respond to some of this because you're making a lot of, a lot of interesting yeah, points. So, really so first, let me say in terms of how he's made a lot of mistakes, you can point to numerous examples. I agree. I'm not saying Howie's been perfect. The only point I'm making about Howie is, bottom line, the results with Howie as general manager have been better than most teams in the NFL. So I agree with you. Mistakes were made, 100%. But to, to your point, you follow. it sounds like you follow the Cowboys closely living in Texas. Like The Cowboys have been one of the better drafting teams in the league. They're in a bad salary cap situation. And last year, they were, I believe, 1-3 with Dak and all those offensive weapons. So like even teams that have done a good job are not seeing those type of results. So that that's my thing on Howie, is that He's not perfect, but at the end of the day, Eagles fans in this city have seen a lot better football from the Eagles than a lot of other teams in the NFL. Now, I give you that. Now, the okay. only reason why – I mean, I follow football. 
I feel a football period because truthfully, I grew up in Arkansas and I had to watch the Cowboys. <laughs> That's just it. I yep. joined the military and we watch all football. We wake up in the middle of the night to go watch football. No matter where you're at, that's our thing that brings us together. Awesome. But tonight to make the well, call. I appreciate you. I appreciate your service. Uh, thanks. The biggest thing I'm going to say is this. When I look and say, okay, hey, I look at all the teams in our division. Yes, we can be homers and say, hey, we're going to get better. We're going to get better. better. I sure hope we're better than last year. But to say, hey, we're going to go to 10 wins because that quarterback isn't here. That's a big jump because, truthfully, the yeah, we'll guy see. got four games. He was running all over the place. Yeah, he C- threw some good balls. He had some bad playing too. CJ, CJ we, we got to run, but CJ, call great, call great in call, again, man. man. It's, it's really good call. to talk to you. Yeah, CJ, great call. And look, uh, yeah, there are a lot of question marks. I think that's what yeah. he's making. All right, the Zach Ertz thing, uh, the Howard report that, again, in this, not just Elliot, but literally every single person who covered the team, to a, to a man. I mean, we had Ruben on the show. Elliot, all these people are just like, yeah, Zach won't be back. Yep. Like, he won't be back. And now it looks like he might actually be back. Days away from being back. What do you think about the Howard report? And do you think, most importantly, is this Zach back for the season? Or is this Zach reporting for training camp and still hoping to get traded? I think it's Zach reporting for training camp and probably still hoping to be traded. Now, what I've said all off season, and I said it last week, is I never thought Zach was going to hold out. It just didn't seem like that type of guy. I don't think. First of all, you get fined forty thousand dollars a day. That's a lot of money, even when you're making millions, right? And I know you it's don't a lot of money. always end up paying it, but regardless, it's still a lot of money. But what I think could happen forty thousand a day. Yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. You can do a lot with forty thousand a day. Um, what I think could end up happening is I believe when Zach reports on Tuesday, it'll be with the mindset of I'm not sure I'm he- I'll be here for week one, and probably to a certain extent, still hoping to be traded. But what he almost I, doesn't have a choice when you talk about that, right? Like in his mind, he's like, "What else am I supposed to do at this point?" But but Don't I think I think when he comes into the building, like he will enjoy himself. I don't think he's going to be uh, a problem. I don't think he's going to have a negative attitude. And I think that once he's back, he's back on the field, he's playing. Now we'll see how the snap, snaps are distributed, and that could be you know for him a mm-hmm. problem. But he's been here his whole career. We saw him cry at the uh, final press conference of how much he loves it here. Like. I think he thought he was gone, but I do believe now that it looks like he'll be back, things will be okay ultimately. I think he could still be traded, but I don't think it's going to be a constant distraction and he's not going to be a problem in the locker room. I agree with that. Look, he, when has Zach Ertz been a problem? Like his entire career here, he has been a stand-up dude. Right. You know, he has, and he's he has gone to war for the team, and he has played through injuries, and he's done all that stuff. I know he's not the best blocker, but, you know, we'll get past that. Yeah, like, like honestly, who yeah, cares? Yeah, at this point, who cares? Yeah. I mean, who's made more big catches in Eagles uniform than Zach Ertz? No one, as yeah. far as I'm concerned. Honestly, maybe nobody. Literally. Yeah. I, I think nobody. I mean, granted, he, yeah, game-winning touchdown to the Super Bowl. I mean, it's a pretty big one. The, and the, the fourth biggest, and the fourth one. Down catch yeah. is the biggest catch of the game, as far as I'm concerned. So, um, I—, I I'm happy to have him back. I'm happy to root for him. I got no issues with it. I do think it'll be – it could be interesting because he will be the backup, right? I mean, he's coming back to be the backup. Yes, Dallas Goddard will be tight and purposes, And they will use 12 personnel and, and all that type of stuff. He'll be on the field. He'll be involved. But he will be a backup. It's going to be very interesting to see how that shakes out, especially because that's the thing. Like, if he does come back to play for the year, if he's actually an eagle this year, it's a contract year for Zach Ertz. Yep. Right? I For mean, sure. he, he has one year left on his deal. So he is, he's still only 30. He'll be 31 in November. Like, if he is back, he is going to want to get a new contract after this somewhere else. So, Absolutely. like, it will there also, is incentive for him to play, to want to play well. Contract year for Dallas Goddard, too. Yeah, interesting. You know, and like they get along, but 
you know. Okay, you, there's always any. Yeah, story, of you course. Know? There's going to be dynamics. Look, he was drafted to replace Ertz. Yep. <laughs> you know, so I, I, I'm sure they're friendly and all that, but I, I don't know how friendly you can be. With well, to your like point, and you said this on the midday show before that you think if you had to pinpoint a spot where the Eagles Zach Ertz relationship it was when they drafted Goddard. Right. Yep. So. He, Ertz caught the game-winning touchdown in the Super Bowl, and they went and they drafted his replacement. So, and that guy's here now, and he's going to be the starter, and you're going to be the backup. Ertz wasn't paid. It's a really, it's a, especially when you're here. And Zach Ertz, another thing that that uh, Richie mentioned, and then Ike really harped on, which I, I'm so with them both, too. Like, Zach Ertz is going to be the Eagles' all-time leader in catches at some point this year if he's here this year. He's like 20 back uh, or something like point. that. Like, yeah. that's something, something to shoot for, something to strive for. So I do, with your general premise, I think if Zach Ertz is here for the season, and I agree, if there's an injury, if there's an opening, whatever, I think they still would be very happy to deal him, get the money off the books, get something for him if they can. Yeah. But if he's here, I think he's a good eagle, and he plays hard and he contributes to the team. Well, the money part is the most interesting part of it because when you're talking about, you know, oh, I think he'll be gone, I think he'll be gone, part of it is like, they need that eight and a half million dollars. Yeah, those t- cornerbacks have been brought up before if they want to do something. Yeah, you know? or or look, Deshaun Watson. Yep, and it know? carries over too. It's not like that money just disappears, and you know that that's important. It's Deshaun Watson. I yeah. think if if they trade for Watson, it wouldn't surprise me if surprise me if Ertz is included in that deal, just financially, right? right. I, I mean, Watson makes ten million this year. Ertz counts as eight and a half, so you're pretty much there from that perspective. And that could look. That could be why he's still here. Let's be honest. Like it could be that he's going to the Texans and they can't trade for him yet. So. Two one five five nine two ninety four nine four. Let's go to South Philly and talk to Darren. What up, brother? What's up, brother? How you doing? Good, man. Hey, Elliot. Good oh, to see so you, man. To see you, so sorry to see your dad's countrymen fail miserably like that a couple uh, weeks ago. Oh, I know. Then, I gotta say that was you, yeah. The England losing. And that then game when you were there, I got worried. I thought I thought I was about to send the search team out for you. Legitimately, it certainly also scoring what like. Two, three minutes, and five minutes into the game, I know, and then not and again, and then turtling up, and 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 and, and 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 also like with it, like of everybody, England, you know the the history, right. nineteen sixty six since they asked won the World Cup or anything oh, yeah, like it was, that, it was, like it was. It was I tough. felt bad for you, but I was overjoyed. I mean, oh, well. I'm happy you were happy. Yeah, Darren, Darren, I couldn't care less is the way I look at it. I mean, it, I, so. like, I like all sports, brother. You know that. I actually yeah, played it was a great uh, game. football I, growing I, up. Elliot so like, knows I, on the Park Sportsbook app, bet on a 1-1 tie. So I was ecstatic. I told him to do that, I sadly. Ecstatic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it worked out for me, buddy. <laughs> but, uh, Elliot, there's very few days that I actually agree with you. Mm. And sadly, today is one of these days wow. where I'll be drinking. I'll be drunk at CP, uh, the Citizens Bank Park, in a couple hours, so it doesn't matter. Just forget this. Okay. But, but for I now, agree. it never happens. Yeah. Howie Roseman is not the worst general manager. I, I will give you that. He is not as bad as everybody makes him out to be. While, yes, I strongly still stick to my points, he needs to do better or bring somebody in that can evaluate talent better. But like the uh, previous caller from Texas said, I mean, I'm not going to re- compliment him for fixing a problem he made. Like, that, that, that's, that's what we need to stop doing. Yes, well, but I don't think I don't think I'm complimenting him for fixing a problem he made. I'm just saying the moves he made this offseason have been good. Like, but but, but what I'm saying, Howie, I'm mean, Howie, uh, Elliot, is this, this right? Yeah. If he was anybody else, if it, if it was any other field, do you really think he'd still be employed? Yeah, I do. If you if if you cost your if you cost your company thirty three million dollars that they yeah, have to well he well first of all he didn't cost but you also can't like that's it's not apples to apples with sports teams and, and other companies. No, I agree. Know? I'm just saying if you're if you if you try to make it apples to apples as you said, brother. You know what I'm saying? In any other field, how he would be fired? Just I disagree. I just I just disagree. I do. I mean, look, I I think like you can argue that because of how last season went, any general manager in that in that position could be argued to be fired. But ultimately, if you're Jeffrey Lurie, you're sitting there and saying, however we've gotten there, 
three of the last four years, how he has gotten me in the playoffs, which is incredibly lucrative. Oh, but let me ask you this, sir. Look, what, what other general manager that you can say of drafts when he potentially just paid his franchise quarterback $130 million drafts a, a, a backup in the second round? Like not, that, not many. That, 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 well, but that also Jeffrey, Jeffrey was part out. of that decision. Yeah. So, like and- – yeah, and then and that's just why Jeffrey needs to stay to just cut and check. I'm and with you, smiling. D. I'll see you in a couple like, hours, brother. Stay out of here. I'll see you, brother. I can't wait. All right, we're up against it. But, yeah, look, I I, I think the bigger one to go to is what, what general manager gets to pick four head coaches. Yeah, I know that's Jeffrey's mom, that's a that's a That's a surprise. You don't see that that often. But. And what's interesting is, I so I do believe how he would get another job, but in 2015 he did sit there. Yeah, like no right. one hired him. That's now he really hadn't won a, Now his resume was he, far worse at right, that point. Right, yes. he had not won a Super Bowl. Right. he really had not done anything without Andy on his own. Yep, all so that it's so. different. But it, you know, yeah. he did not get hired. No, that's a really good point. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. One more segment to go. It's Elliot James. It's Go Birds Radio. And let me tell you again that the Park Sportsbook is the official sportsbook partner of the real sports fan. Golf's in full swing. Baseball as well. You can bet on it all. Baseball, golf, MMA, and so much more. Live in-game play-by-play betting lets you bet while you watch. It's a wild ride. You can really take advantage. If you think a team is just starting hot but going to fade, you can take advantage of that and get great odds in that spot. Parks is the only sportsbook app backed by the number one casino in the whole state of Pennsylvania, and it's the only one we here at Go Birds recommend. You can bet on the money line as it changes during the game on the Parks Sportsbook app and bet on individual player performances as they Happen. You're watching a baseball game. You can bet on hits, home runs, pitcher strikeouts every single inning. Golf. You can bet on match winners. You can bet on leaders after each round and so much more. You can do anything and everything. And, of course, the classics, spreads, parlays, props, teasers, over-unders, and so much more. It is a blast. The app is fun. It's easy to use. It's intuitive. And here's the deal. New customers sign up now. And you get your first bet risk-free up to $500. Just download the app or clip parkscasino.com forward slash PA and use our promo code GOBIRDS. That's G-O-B-I-R-D-S. Your risk-free bet is refunded in site credit. The website has all the details. It's GoBirds Radio presented by Parks Casino and Sportsbook. Last segment for us, Elliot and James. Coming up next, John Johnson. Let's get as many calls in as we can before we get out of here. Let's go to Glenside and talk to Matt, a pod listener. What up, Matt? Hey, guys. How's it going? Better going now, on, man. Thanks for calling in. And appreciate listening to the pod, too. Oh, big fan. Elliot, I've had so many arguments with you in my car by myself. <laughs> well, I'm glad no we can idea. finally argue. Yeah, I'm looking to forward it for to real. it. Yeah. It's the beauty of radio. So, I'm actually going to take this the other way, though, because I agree with Elliot to the extent that if Howie Roseman hits on Jalen Hurts, if he turns out to be as good as I hope he is, and I think how you know Elliot as well um, – if the next year's draft as well, if he hits on that, I mean, look, Landon Dickerson, you know, James, you're a Dickerson guy. He could Gosh, be great. Dickerson guy. There it is. Yeah, Devontae Smith. I mean, look, we have potential, and I think if if Howie hits, um, you know, I think this year's draft more so than next year's will definitely be a hit. Um, but you know, those are my two thoughts, and I think he has a chance at redemption, and I think we should see how this pans out. Yeah, Matt. I look. I'm. I'm with you. Look, you know, you listen to pod people on the station. You know, like I'm. I've been very anti Howie, but 
I've even said I thought he did a good job this draft. Like, I liked what they did in the draft. I'm optimistic about the draft. I love Gainwell. Obviously, Smith, we are we are obsessed with. I like Dickerson more than most people out there. Mm-hmm. McPherson looks like, I like a good Jacory pick. I like Jacory Stevens. Like, I, I, Jacoby. Ja- I think oh, they, I'm thinking of Jacory. Our caller, yeah. Jacory. Yeah. I think he's done a good job in this draft. But but to your point, Matt, I, I do think he needs to hit on another, you know, another draft. This one needs to hit, and he needs another. But – Look, he can as long if he starts drafting well, I will change. I will change my opinion. I just think it's such an important part of team building that he has failed at. That kind of brings me back to like the next point is I just I I don't want them to go after Deshaun Watson. There's too much smoke. There's just there's there's just too much going on with that guy. And quite honestly, I want to see what we have in Jalen Hurts. I hundred percent agree. Well, and especially because it doesn't feel like. And especially because it doesn't feel like you have to – I mean, I know Deshaun Watson could get traded to someone else right now, but it doesn't feel like the Eagles are in a position where they have to commit to someone right now. They don't have to go get Deshaun Watson. Like, see what you got, nerds. You have three first-round picks. You could draft whoever you want. You could do what you want. You're in a position to have, like, malleability there. Like, you don't have to go get this one guy in this spot. Here's an interesting part of the Deshaun Watson thing, and uh, Matt, your opinion, and James as well. Like, so if you're Howie and you trade for Deshaun Watson – is it safe to say you're definitely back in 2022? Whereas if you don't, yeah, I think I, there's a better I mean, chance I think you're I think probably back no matter what, unless they go Agreed, really but bad I think Watson year. extends his life. I do too, but I also think Watson well, would be his final one. Like if the Watson thing doesn't work out for whatever reason, you'd have to get rid of him. Yes. You're not what getting that answer until 23. It, what but, if you look at it from a fan base perspective where you could say, if you go and get Watson, you're expected to win now. Yep. Whereas yep. if you build the draft next year – People will give you a little more leeway. You're not. You don't need to win every game, but you need to show us that you're trying, and you got to get some sort of improvement. And Agreed. I think building through the draft is the way to build a good team. And going after Watson, especially with everything that goes along with that guy, it's just not worth it. Well, Matt, and they'll be go, sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, great call. Yeah, man. great call. Us again, like that was really yeah, awesome. Yeah, stop stuff. arguing with me in the car and just yeah, call, call in. We'll in, talk. Matt. I appreciate really, it. We appreciate it, man. Thank <laughs> um, you so much. I mean, look. The other thing is, there's no denying the best outcome for this team is if Jalen Hurts is good and you have those three Without question. Picks. And not, and you, and the cost. I mean, Deshaun Watson costs a lot more money than Jalen yep. Hurts does yep. right now. Exactly. Like, you have, I know that this year is you know, screwed because of the Wentz thing, but like you'd have two more years of Hurts at a rookie deal if you want them. Like yep. That's a value. And the thing, too, is I understand why it's you got to go get this. Like, I do understand that he's talented, all that stuff. But, like, there will be other quarterbacks available. Like, there just will be. That's, th- that's th- what th- I was implying, th- this yes. T- like, at the end of next season, if Jalen Hurts isn't good, there will be a quarterback in the draft that everybody will be, will be obsessed with trying to get. And there'll be another disgruntled And there'll be another quarterback somewhere yep. else that could go. So, like, yes, Deshaun Watson is very talented. Ultimately, I believe there's just too many red flags yep. to make the deal. To, yep. to invest what it's going to take to take the, the chance And to on make that. him the face of your franchise. Like yes, you're taking a massive too. risk yep. with everything happening around this guy to say, like, here's the keys to the Philadelphia Eagles, Mr. Watson. Yep. Like, that's a 100%. big risk to take. Let's get some laughs. Let's go to Santa Barbara and talk to the best laugh in the business. What up, Jack? Hey, Jimmy. Jack, you make me happy. Thanks. Your laugh makes me happy. Like, it, yeah, I, I feel that, happy inside. Hey. Undown, if it, if it does have for you. And, Elliot, welcome back, dude. Yeah, thank welcome you, man. Back. I'm happy to be back. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, I love you guys uh, on your show, man. Uh, I love the whole shtick that you do. Um, <laughs> as far as how he goes, um, I, I'm in the John Ritchie camp. Mm. I think there's too much meddling going on. Um, from from Larry, I know you guys are up up against that up against the timeline here. So here's my solution: 
Um, we have three first-round draft picks. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I don't want to go chasing the kid in Houston and all that comes with him. Yeah. So what I want to do on my wish list is bring in Daniel Jeremiah back to the Eagles with all these draft picks. I mean, I love him. Uh, Jack, I love Daniel Jeremiah, and I think he will be good when given the opportunity. I just think that similar to like a Mayock, I think if Jeremiah is going to get a job, he will get a job as a general manager as opposed to like a player person. So you're saying move on from Howie for Jeremiah. I thought you were saying bring Jeremiah in as like a Joe Douglas type guy. Look, I I understand it, but I think that'd be a massive mistake. No, no. Bring bring him back. Like, like give Howie severance. He's a really good slick banker, but we need someone that knows how to pick talent and that's dj that's yeah jack it's always a pleasure the other components really really job talking to jack yeah it was a great call where where i disagree with him though is like i i would never in a million years fire howie for daniel jeremiah there are so many other components of being of being a good general manager the salary cap free agency you know working like behind the scenes networking like yes drafting is important but that's what the eagles have scouts for you know like that's that's where they're what they're there for. I would bring in Daniel Jeremiah as a scout. Absolutely, I think he knows college football. I would just be not making the general manager. Yeah, I, and again, I think that his job will be as a general manager. Someone if he's going to, if he's going to leave that game, yeah, he's not going to leave that game to, be a, to scout. be a scout. Like it's not yeah. going to happen. Nope. So two one. And look, I've been impressed with Andy Weidel. What we've seen from him, like give it. I'm down to give Andy Weidel some time in that yeah. role. All right, let's go to one more call. Let's squeeze in our buddy in West Philly, Jay. What up, Jay? Hey, what's going on, y'all? Real quick, I know it's quick. Here's a question. Like, when you turn the radio off, do your ratings go down? What does that mean? What do you mean? If you turned your radio off? What it, so only, yeah, do y'all ratings go down Technically, only, uh, only if you have a, uh, uh, if you're a Nielsen monitor, I believe. I guess on the stream, if you're listening on the stream, it could. I don't know. Why? We'll just keep it on. Are you going to are you gonna turn us off? Is that what, where you're going no, with no, this? No, I turn it off every time that angry or oh, mad, oh, mad, Mike. mad yeah. Lucy, whatever it is, come on. Yeah, he wasn't making good points today. today I, I wasn't thought we point. had an agreement that he was going to get banned for a month, man. Wait, when did we? When, when, no, we look. You don't look, enjoy he, listening. Mad Mike get slapped down verbally. Yeah, I, I thought I actually good. handled yeah. him pretty well. Yeah, you did a good job yeah. today, but it's the same thing. No, how we this? How we that? We <laughs> I will this. say, Jay, you make a good point, and Mike, if you're listening, like. Mix it up a little bit. Yeah, catch us off guard. Exactly. Come up with a but different you, reason you know at every is? point. We catch us off like guard. Lucy off a of peanut. See, he a Howie fan. When he turned off the radio, but he. Yep, yeah, for sure. There's no <laughs> way in real life everybody. he's texting all his friends that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. He probably got a Howie room sitting there with pictures and everything. Well, Howie got be, him a Super Bowl be trophy, something. So, yeah. That would be something, Jay. Be hey, something. Look, but my thing, I'm really, like you said, Sirianni, I've seen the little clips that I know they promotional that the Eagles put out, but yeah. it looked like he really sharp on technique. I like, like him, man. I like, like him, Jay. I think he's a people, teacher, too. Look, and Hurts, man. Hurts is a worker, man. He. he Man, I see. And he's so. good. He's good. He can yeah. throw. He can move. I, he's, I, got, he's got all the physical talent you could want and, yeah, and I mean, above the shoulder stuff. He is the ideal model of what everybody was saying we missed out on for years. Yeah, I agree. He is Russell Wilson. He, look, I, that, I, it's I, a high bar. Yeah, but, yeah. We, and it, you know, that but would look, be amazing same, if you got Same there. exact circumstances. When Russ came in, nobody knew high money. And players. look, they are different players. I mean, Russell Wilson, more of a thrower that, uh, coming in. Like, mm-hmm. Russell Wilson was not a running quarterback. Uh, but what's so interesting way. is, but, and I not, think Taylor's good throw. I'm not I know trying you do. to rip down I know you do. that Russell Wilson is an elite, elite thrower coming in. Like, he was but in Wisconsin. Became, right. But, but what's really interesting. He was pretty great at Wisconsin. It's just like everyone overlooks the fact, and I get that it was one year at Wisconsin. Yeah, I know. He's in C State, too. But my point. 
point is more that when Russell Wilson came in, they didn't like Jalen Hurts is a better runner than Russell Wilson. He's faster. He's more athletic than Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson was a better thrower coming in. That's all I'm saying. Not yeah. that they can't do get you, to those do you levels. Think Jalen Hurts is a better thrower than uh, Jackson. What's his name? Uh, Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Look, look, I think com- it's com- similar coming out of range. and Jay, com- we're up against it. Great calls. Two super quick things because, like you said, I know we're against it. One, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Jalen Hurts was the most, the second accurate, most accurate passer in his draft class per fo- pro football focus. So I don't think we can just say he can't throw. I know you're no, not. I, but I, hate I know you're not. You. I know. I, I know. I'm not saying. I know. But the uh, the other thing is, I thought it was really interesting. I think Baldy actually said on your show this week how uh, Jalen Hurts said the first time he was ever yes. really coached was at Oklahoma. I couldn't believe he said that. He, t- he said that Jalen Hurts told him that he's never been coached before Oklahoma. Like, never yeah. truly coached or coached up. Like, Which makes Riley sense because at Alabama, he wasn't throwing it as much. They benched him quickly. Like, and and Oklahoma like a machine they invested there, in too. Right. Like, Oklahoma, the quarterback is the machine. Like, and, there, it's more the whole thing, and the quarterback's a part of it. And, like, I know the Eagles haven't committed to Jalen, but internally, one thing they do believe is that he, you can see improvement from Alabama to Oklahoma, from Oklahoma to here, so I, I I think he's again. I've said it before. I'll say it again. I think he's gonna be good next year. I do. I look, I'm excited too. Yeah, I really. We both uh, and check out our podcast, Echo Birds Pod, iTunes. Our last pod is literally titled "Don't Trade for Deshaun Watson" because we both don't want them to trade nope. for Deshaun Watson. So uh, we'll see if they do. Either way, next time we're on the air, the Eagles will be. Freaking practice. Yes, I'm we so excited, man. And look, I'm sad you're not going to be here next week. I won't be, but I'll be back the week after. We're and then we're good to go. But the good thing is, Rube is back. Me and him are going to be at yes. practices. So and think will... about that. Training camp, like you're getting real deal, like institutional yes. knowledge here. So from Rube. You'll get stats from me. From stat, You'll get stats from me. All right. Um, uh, thank you to everyone who called in today. We literally could not do this show without you. Thank you to Kevin Keenan. Crushing it as always behind the glass. We, we love Kev. We really appreciate him. And, uh, uh, Eagles football this week. Let's baby. do it. I Let's can't do wait. It. Check out our pods. We'll be back next week. For Elliot, I'm James. Thanks for listening to another edition of Go Birds Radio right here on 94 WIP.